2: Tuesday afternoon Sports Talk Mississippi with you streaming at supertalk.fm Richard Cross and Michael Borky for the rest of the week. Brian Haydev is on vacation. We uh we shipped him off with good wishes for a trip to New York uh yesterday afternoon and we'll uh carry on in his absence. Great. Did you get to him tickets
3: to Yankees Red Sox tonight? Uh it's in Boston. Close by. The only reason why I bring that up... And he's not
2: leaving until tomorrow.
3: (laughs) We talked about... So there are attendance issues across college football. We talked about it yesterday. I mean, maybe some last-minute magic, but it doesn't feel like Ole Miss Arkansas will be sold out. And there are a lot of people around here that will have some thoughts about that, but in reality, that's issue all across college football and the NFL. Get in price for this game, though? Playoffs are a different story, apparently. Yeah. Just under $700 <laughs> right now if you want to get into that game. How good? Well, and you're talking about one of the smaller
2: seasons or a smaller, I'm sorry, smaller stadiums in Major League Baseball. And it's the first time. I mean, they, they play each other what? S- division foes? Is it 16 times in the regular Sounds season? Right. Eight in in New York and eight in Boston. But it's... I'm trying to think of a recent game that holds more impact. I mean, even if they had met in the playoffs in the last decade, you've got a minimum of five and possibly seven games to determine whether or not you get to play again. This is a... Winner take all single game event. And he may not be as dominant as he was a year ago. May not be as dominant as he was a couple of years ago in Houston. I sure do like Garrett Cole going to
3: the mound tonight, though, for the Yankees. Yeah, you got to feel good about that. What a scene that's going to be. You know me, I, I don't, baseball's just not. Major League Baseball is not my favorite thing. I don't have a team. I don't lock into it uh, like you and Heydad and and others listening. That's going to be a spectacle tonight. That's one of those, if you're a sports fan at all, if you don't check that out, what are you even doing? At least flip it on to see a few pitches. Because when you've got the best rivalry in the sport with a winner-take-all, essentially, a winner-take-all game, wild card night in Fenway Park, how can you not be romantic about something like that? I should know the answer to this question, but I don't remember. And by the way, the
2: fact that there's going to be a full stadium is awesome. Oh, yeah. they pull. Do they pull the bunting out for tonight?
3: Is this officially the playoffs? There should be bunting what, what, in the stadium. What do you think? Is this officially the playoffs?
2: You are playing after the conclusion of the postseason. I agree. So, yes. If you're a wild card team, you're a playoff team. It is a playoff game tonight. And I mean, by definition, right, when you get to a playoff, you are in a win and advance, lose and go home scenario. College football playoff, basketball tournament, baseball, you know, postseason, whether you're talking about college or or the big leagues. So, yeah, that's uh, that's a big deal. Hey, I'm going to share this that Donald sent to me. This appears to be actually I'm going to double check tap dance for me just for a second, Borky.
3: All right, uh, you're talking about the uh, the note at the police station, right? Yes, the, a fascinating situation there. I just uh, want to make sure, I want to double sure, check and okay, yeah, that that's legit.
2: So the Oxford Police Department tweeted an hour ago okay very good very very good there was a uh, an hour ago there was a uh, little bit of a scary situation the area in front of the Oxford Police Department on Molly Bar which is over close to the activity center and Stone Park and tennis courts a lot of actor school school activities The Oxford Police Department tweeted, please avoid the area directly in front of OPD. We had somebody bring what they thought was an inert grenade. After contacting ATF, they determined that it is possibly live. The Tupelo Police Department bomb squad arrived on the scene about an hour ago. And 35 minutes ago, a tweet from the Oxford Police Department said, the Tupelo Police bomb squad has now rendered the area safe. Thanks to all involved. Could so you imagine? A, finding that's a high traffic area, especially at this time of day, because you've got schools in the general area, and so good. All, all clear on that front. Donald, thanks for sending us that message, and glad that all is well.
3: Could you imagine finding a grenade and doing the right thing and, you know, having it in your car and driving it over to the police station and saying, hey, officer, you know, I just found this in my yard, didn't know what to do with it, and they look at you and say, that's live. (laughs) Could you imagine? Wait, what? Hold on. I just drove that. I hit a couple speed bumps on the way here. Jeez. Yeah. I
2: couldn't imagine. I suppose as long as the pin is in, you're okay. But it does seem like the safer course of action would be to leave that where it is. And, and also then call the police. Perhaps call the police and say, Hey, I found what I think is a grenade. Um
3: Wow. That is a wild story. Whew. Count your blessings today, whoever that was.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. We're glad to have you along. Coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios, visit pearlriverresort.com. As you know, Pearl River Resort is the home of Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. Two great 18-hole courses, fall golf, absolutely beautiful time of year. If um, if you'd like to be a part of the conversation, we'd love to hear from you on the C Spire text line. The number? You probably know it by now. If you don't, stick it in your phone and uh, and have it handy so you can send us a message anytime. 601-879-4395. Time to unlimit your data with $45 unlimited, only from prepaid by C Spire. Get unlimited on C Spire's nationwide 5G network for just $45 with auto pay. No credit checks, no hidden fees. Learn more at cspire.com slash prepaid. So
3: we're gonna to get to plenty of college football stuff with you this afternoon. Did you see that text from Kev? It says he lives behind the station and heard them detonate it. Oh, wow. In fact, I've got a buddy
2: of mine that said um, they took it outside, built a containment area, and the bomb squad is getting ready to set it
3: off. So apparently that has happened. That's crazy. All At, clear. I I I thought we had an earthquake. One of my neighbors is is taking down a couple of trees in their yard. Big beautiful trees. He's insane, but uh, whatever. He's doing it, and they cut all the limbs off the tree. And I didn't realize it, it's a huge tree. I'm talking. I cannot wrap my arms around it if I were standing on both sides of the tree. I mean, it's okay. a huge tree. And they were cutting it off in pieces. The trunk from the top. And I mean, hundred cup hundred feet up. In pieces, and the first couple hit the ground and shook my house. And I thought, oh, it was it a trash truck or something? And then they did a big piece that shook my entire house. I thought we had an earthquake happening around here. I know there is yeah. like a fault line in Jackson or something. I thought, oh, here we go, apocalypse. But no, they're just cutting trees down.
2: Yeah, well, good to know that that was all that was uh, all that was going on. Hey, if everything works according to plan, we've got a, uh, a cool conversation coming up with you in just a couple of minutes. Dexter McCluster, who clearly played and starred in uh, at Ole Miss as a college football player and went on to have a uh, a nice NFL career as well, is going to join us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. Earlier today, Dexter McCluster was inducted into the Cotton Bowl Hall of Fame. He played in in two Cotton Bowls, back-to-back, 2009 and 2010. The 47-34 win over Texas Tech in 2009 and a 21-7 win over Oklahoma State in 2010. This is the induction class that he went in with today. Jonathan Beasley, the quarterback from Kansas State. Tom Gatewood, split in from Notre Dame, played in 1970 and 1971. The owner of the Dallas Cowboys and the former Arkansas offensive lineman, Jerry Jones. Very cool there. Played in the 1965 Cotton Bowl Classic. Corey Redding, who was a defensive end at Texas. Bill Romanowski from Boston College. All right. And the, and the former head coach at Kansas State, Bill Snyder. So a, uh, a really cool group going in. And we are scheduled to visit with Dexter McCluster coming up next on the Farm Bureau phone line. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. We will be right back.
4: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you in Ridgeland and Brandon. They're locally owned and operated with free mobile service of the Tri-County area. Call 601-605-4443. Looking at some minor congestion westbound on Highway 80 in Brandon, uh, just past I-20. Otherwise, things looking pretty good so far here this afternoon. Please buckle up and drive safe. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best for most of you. Call them at 601-353-5217.
5: A year like no other deserves an event like no other. So that's why DNS Diamonds & Jewelry is offering storewide savings of 25 to 60% off during our 32nd anniversary event. Many items are reduced 50 to 60%, including stackable rings, pearl strands, and estate jewelry. Even engagement rings are reduced. A small deposit holds your selection for Christmas or take up to 12 months to pay interest-free with approved credit. DNS Diamonds & Jewelry, 144 Market Street in Flowood in front of JCPenney.
8: Physical Therapy and Balance, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, wants to help you fight the fall. They are offering a free, over-the-phone fall assessment screening. Now through the end of October, the assessment will be able to determine your potential fall risk. Physical of Jackson understands the importance of good balance for independent living and want you to be able to love your life. Call Physical of Jackson at 601-487-2260 today for your free over-the-phone fall assessment screening.
0: Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a Wayne down
9: the drain.
0: Roto-Rooter. Mississippi has more eyes in our name than any other state. That just makes sense. We're not just a star on the flag. We're the state where people follow theirs. Whether you're cutting a new path or following the road less taken, the bank that actually gets you there is just a few exits down. With more accessible, flexible lenders, more product choices, and more cutting-edge digital banking. When you move to your own beat, nothing beats local. The Citizens Bank, in your corner. Member FDIC.
1: Where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Check this out. (laughs) Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. (laughs)
2: should be fun sports talk mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm we go to the farm bureau phone line check out favorites.com and go with the home team mississippi farm bureau a guy that you know really in the state of mississippi doesn't even need a last name dexter mccluster joins us right now i mentioned it a second ago dexter earlier today inducted into the cotton bowl hall of fame congratulations what a cool honor
9: Yes, thank you, man. It's been an unbelievable couple of days, man, but it was definitely worth the wait. So I'm happy to be represented for Ole Miss.
2: So, so what was it over a year ago when this ceremony was originally supposed to happen? It got pushed back, I think, about 17 months. And then yes. you look around at the guys that you were going in with. you got the owner of the Cowboys, Jerry Jones, right. and Bill Romanowski, who everybody remembers as, as yes. a Raider but was a great college football player, and then other guys in there going in as well.
9: Yeah, man, it's amazing. I guess it really didn't hit me until I actually got here, got a chance to shake their hands, look them in the eyes and share stories from you know, their time we're playing and you know, some of their favorite moments that they had of myself. And it's like, man, it's, it's an honor you know, just to be around a group of guys like that and just being able to have my family here with just the ice on the cake. And Coach Nutt, Houston Nutt, came out and supported me as well today. So everything was good. It was like a family reunion.
2: <laughs> very, very cool. Tell me a little yeah, bit more sure. about the ceremony today and how it went.
9: Yeah, yeah. So honestly, the Cotton Bowl—they did an amazing job of just being organized. You could tell they planned everything from A to Z. So we had uh, a nice brunch today uh, with with Jerry Jones and the families. Uh, After the brunch, you know, we took a lot of pictures. You had your name posted up everywhere. You have pictures posted everywhere. I've gotten footballs with every single guy that's in the Cotton Bowl Hall of Fame. Uh, Got their autographs on that. We're on stage now. We're talking to the uh, fans. We're talking to our. to our, um, you know, our peers about you know some of the moments that that you know we had on the football field, and it just been it's been an amazing thing. It's it's almost unexplainable. You know what I mean? It's it's one of those moments that's kind of surreal. So when I get home, I can sit back, take a deep breath, and say, "Wow, man, you know, dreams do come true."
2: when when you think back to your two cotton bowl appearances uh the 47 34 win against texas tech you guys were a big underdog in that game yeah. that was the last cotton bowl classic that was played at the old cotton bowl stadium and then it moved to, uh, to to Jerry's world for that game against oklahoma state huge day uh in that 2010 game 184 yards couple of touchdowns yeah. what what do you remember what stands out about those two games for you
9: Ah uh, man, I just remember coming here um, and actually just being with the teammates, and we were sitting, sitting around at the table. I uh, had a little banquet going on, and they were playing highlights of you know uh, some of the other guys that played the game, and you know just kind of getting us pumped up, ready to play, right? So I can remember sitting in that chair, like man, you know what? I want to be up there one day. I have to do something for this team. I have to do something for my brothers to make sure that they talk. They talk about Ole Miss when they talk about the Cotton Bowl. So being here. Like you said, the story is even better because we ended it with a bang in the old stadium, and here we are at Jerry's real now. You know, we we opened that up with a banger, and now I'm back, and it came back full circle. I'm back with Jerry Jones in his house with the Cotton Bowl class, uh, class of 2020, man. It's unbelievable, man. It's unbelievable. That,
2: it really is a cool story, Dexter. I, yes. I I gotta ask you. Well, well, a couple of different directions I'd love to go. First of all, do you view yourself as a running back or as a receiver?
9: A uh, running back a hundred percent of the time. I think really? I got away with receiver. Yes, hands down. I mean I've played running back since I was seven years old. You know, I was never the prototype but you can't deny that this little guy has talent, right? So I was always a running back at heart and coming to Ole Miss, you know, I had a chance to actually compete to start but as wide receiver. So i I think that's what, you know, uh allowed me to last so long in the NFL because I was able to you know, play the wide receiver because of my athleticism and I was able to kind of get the job done. But to be honest, I don't think I ever told anybody about but I was never 100% you know, uh, comfortable even playing receiver. You know, It's, it's crazy really? to say that because of the success I've had, but I've never been 100% comfortable playing receiver. I was just doing what I had to do to get the job done.
2: So in your time at Ole Miss, there are two games that stand out to me more than the rest. One for the reason that I know a lot of people would say, and and that's the game against Tennessee where you just absolutely went crazy, and the other one is one of the more frustrating games that I've ever watched, and it felt like you were kind of marginalized until late in the game, and that's that Thursday night game in Columbia, South Carolina, where it felt
9: like if you had been used more, it would have been okay. (laughs) But you you know, I'm glad you said it because a lot of people, I guess, forget about that game, but that's... That's the game, really, to where I think we were we were getting beat, and I got put in at running back like towards the end of the game, and I got the ball maybe like six times in a row, and I was just I just wanted to make sure when when that moment came for me to uh, go back to my true position and play running back, I wanted to make sure that I left the lasting impression to where you know I can, I couldn't be denied, and it worked out, man. It worked out, and after that we kind of just it and the rest was pretty much history.
2: Yeah, no, no question about that. Do you give Coach Not a hard time about that? Say, you know, Coach, we could have won that game if you had uh, had played me. Hadn't been worried about me getting hurt.
10: <laughs>
9: no, but I, I think it's understood. Uh, I think it's understood. You know, I've always been a humble guy, so I'm just going to go out there. And I've never been for me. Everything that I, I did was, you know, for my team and for my team, for the university. Everything I did was, you know, for for those guys, right? So I think he he knew that, and I think that's why you know we kind of got with the program and. Ended up in the, in the in the Cotton Bowl Classic.
2: Don't text and drive, right?
9: If you want to stay alive,
2: yes, sir. <laughs>
9: <laughs> I love it. Did you have yes. fun with that after uh, after it was all Man. said and done? Yes, I do. I, more so now because I look at how corny that was, but it was a great message. <laughs> and I, I, listen, and I, I still I go back and watch old uh, YouTube videos. If you look that up, "Dexter's Club: Don't Text and Drive," you'll see some of the parodies that some of the fans did. And it's one on there that cracked me up. It's a guy. He's probably he's probably about maybe three, four years old, and he had some fake uh, dreadlocks on his on his head with a cap, right? And he did the whole thing to the T. He was Dexter McCluster that. And at the end, man, it, it was it was amazing, man. So I, I get a laugh at it, and people kind of you know still throw jabs at it. But at the end of the day, we got the message across.
2: Absolutely, it was a campaign with Ceasefire yes. years ago. Um, yes. I, I, I'm yes. curious, Dexter, when you now that football. Uh, at least in terms of playing, is in the rearview for, mirror for you. When you think of yourself as a football player, do you think of yourself on the high school field, on a college football field, or in the NFL?
9: Um, honestly, uh, I, I really—I'll th- take it a step further. I, I think of myself, you know, as that that seven-year-old kid that really? knew that he loved loved the game of football and. That's the way I played. I loved it so much. I mean, I, I mean, I had guys, you know, in, in, the, in the pro level that would tell me to slow down and practice because you know we don't play until Sunday. But my mindset was, if I give it all I have now, if I if I practice how I want to play in this game, when I get in the game, when people ask, man, how did you do that in the game? I'll let you know how I, I did it all week, so it's nothing new, right? So I just always prided myself on just giving everything that I had. So when I look back. I still see that seven-year-old boy that loved the game and that was willing to do whatever to be successful.
2: Obviously, there was an immense level of skill and an immense yeah. level of talent in that body for yours, uh, of yours. I'm curious, yeah. though, in a game setting, you got to have those things, but how much of it was instinct and, and just kind of a it, feel it, for the game it, when you were on the field?
9: Right. It, it was a lot of instinct, right? Because the game is a physical sport, so you're you're forced to react at, at the drop of a dime on every single thing. It's like, a, it's like running into a car 40 times uh, forty times in one day, you know, uh, in a game, right? So it's definitely physical, but I kind of lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry. I started looking at a waterfall. No, no, just, just I my thinking train about thought. instincts. I, I apologize, yeah. Yeah, so instincts, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, about instincts. I'm an instinct type of guy, you know. Uh, somebody at Ole Miss, I forgot his name, an older guy. He called me the water bug. You know those water bugs are, you know, on top of the water, they're digging their jack and they're going fast, like <laughs> man, that, that, that that's me. I'm just reacting to what you give me. Whatever you give me, I'm gonna do it. So it, it's all instinct. And once you get to the pro level, and now it's instinct plus preparation, right? How how do how do I study the game? How do I really be that true real deal pro?
2: Tell me what you're doing now, Dexter.
9: Yeah, so uh I'm living in Nashville, Tennessee. My family has grown, I'm married to the love of my life, who I met at Old Miss. Uh, at, at here, there you uh, go. At here. Yeah, so I met her there. Um, so right now I have my own training business in Nashville. McCluster Fit, definitely look it up. So if you're in the Nashville area, I do Zoom as well. So McCluster Fit is what I'm doing. It's just doing my part to give back to the to the youth and just to the community as a whole.
2: Good for you, man. I, I, I told you earlier the, the two games that stand out. What was your favorite game in, in your time at Ole Miss? Is there a, a single uh, game that stands out more than the rest?
9: Um. I would say, well, I'll give you my top two. My top two is definitely the Tennessee game because I can remember uh, before we left uh, our hotel to come down to Oxford and play, um, I looked at the team and I said, I'm going to run so hard that you guys are going to have to carry me off the field. And when I said it, I didn't actually, I believed it, but you know, I didn't think it was going to happen like that. So it was one of those games where everything was going right. why right. I would say that one. And also, my first game, uh, the McCluster Fluster on that trick play, two thousand and six, when I scored my first touchdown. That's going to stick with me forever. Two
2: thousand six, the McCluster Fluster. I McCluster love it, man. Fluster.
9: Yep. <laughs> so Dexter
2: McCluster inducted in the Cotton Bowl Classic Hall of Fame earlier today. Yes. An incredible honor, and certainly one that is well deserved. Dexter, hey, I really appreciate you spending Thank a few you. minutes. My my appreciation to Langston Rogers for helping set this up. He is That's absolutely the, the best, and so are you, my yes, man. Sir.
9: Yeah, well, I appreciate everything. Again, Hottie tight. I had another guy there, and I will see y'all the LSU game, baby. Let's get it. Hottie Thank you.
2: I'll, I'll see you on the sideline that night. Look forward to it. It's Dexter McCluster, former chief, Titan, charger, and certainly a legend at Ole Miss. Joining us on the Farm Bureau phone line, Dexter McCluster, inducted into the Cotton Bowl Classic Hall of Fame. We'll take a timeout. More coming up with you. Sports Talk, Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm.
11: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 60% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 81. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 63. Your Wednesday, a 20% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 82. Wednesday evening, mostly clear, low around 62. And for your Thursday, sunny conditions, high near 84. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
12: At Batteries Plus, we do more than fix phones and tablets. We help our neighbors power their lives. Visit Batteries Plus for free auto battery testing and free installation too, on most vehicles at most locations. See BatteriesPlus.com for details.
5: The Beach Boys, live in concert. You have fun, fun, fun it takes a Over five decades a of timelessness. This Wednesday a night a at Brandon Amphitheater. The, na, 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 the Beach Boys, you know, 2021 Feel Flows World Tour. Get reserved seats now at Ticketmaster.com. VIP packages available at thebeachboys.com and mikelove.com. So Produced by Red Mountain and Entertainment.
11: entertainment. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Your fresh seafood headquarters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland just past Lake Harbor Drive, 601-790-9407.
14: I'm Stephen Gagliano. And you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. While he is speaking with lawmakers, Ag Commissioner Andy Gibson told Supertalk that the current medical marijuana proposal is, quote, unworkable for his agency.
13: The Department of Agriculture would be in charge of licensing and oversight of cultivation, processing, transportation, and destruction of the leftover product. And we don't do any of those things. And so it would be expensive, duplicative in some cases. And again, if it's a medical... Medical program why don't make it a medical program It remains to be seen whether or not Governor
14: Tate Reeves will call a special session on the issue. And often used
13: as an alternative
14: to treat pain, Kratom has become increasingly prevalent in Mississippi communities, and it's unregulated. State Senator Jeff Tate filed a bill in 2020 to make Kratom a Schedule I drug, but it didn't make it. He plans on filing the bill once again in 2022. Kratom is legal in Mississippi, but several counties and cities have
0: banned it.
1: You're hearing Sports Talk, Mississippi. What? What? This is so awesome. On Super Talk, Mississippi.
2: Pearl River Resort Studios, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, thanks for being with us. And thanks to Dexter McCluster, who joined us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. 2006, Dexter played in six games. Good work, Eddo's run. Uh, Eight carries. For 68 yards and a touchdown. 15 catches for 232 yards and a touchdown. 2007. Six carries. For 63 yards. 27 catches for 326 yards. little bit different story the next two years. 2008. 109 carries for 655 yards. Six touchdowns on the ground. 44 catches. 625 yards and a touchdown. And then it was his senior year. 2009. 181 carries, 1,169 yards, 44 catches, 520 yards, and a combined 11 touchdowns in that 2009 season. The game that we were talking about that a lot of you remember and have texted about was the Tennessee game. His senior year, two school records against Tennessee. Rushing yards in a game, 282 yards, all-purpose yards in a game, 324 yards. And then in his final game involved, Hemingway Stadium, 148 yards with his only career touchdown pass in a 25 23 win over number nine LSU. One of the most fun players to watch in Ole Miss football history. And yet still. Maybe underutilized. He had almost four thousand career total yards, and in his first two years
3: combined, that was about six hundred yards. Ooh, we got a text earlier. Imagine him in the current offense. Ooh, you <laughs> would talk about maximizing potential. Somebody says Dude left Eric
2: Berry Standing there Looking like a jerk I mean that game Against Tennessee It was I I mean Ed Ogeron still has Nightmares right? Wasn't that The one where you had Lane Kiffin telling Ed Ogeron Go get me one of those?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then he got one In Baton Rouge And now he's going to be looking for a job again oh how the turntables it's an office reference but oh i I was gonna say you mean sorry you try i just can't help i I can't help it
17: Uh, it doesn't
3: work but yeah i mean i I actually you know that was before i moved to mississippi I, i remember that game vividly because very few times can you say one man won a football game Oh, that day it did happen. That that day, one man won a football game. Johnny Manziel won a football game by himself a couple of times. Cam Newton done it, or had done it. Not very often can you say that, though. Pretty good pro career also. Yeah,
2: you'll take it. Uh, Pro bowler in 2013, second team all pro in 2013 as well. 250 career rushing attempts and over a thousand yards, 236 career receptions, just shy of 2,000 yards, just shy of 3,000 return yards in the NFL, and, uh, and 12 total touchdowns for a guy that was five eight and three quarters and 172 pounds. Those were his pre draft measurables. And Borky, he was fast. Like he was really fast. But his draft workout
3: time was a four five eight forty. What wasn't his strength it was not top end speed, it was his zero to sixty, if you will, and then change of direction.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna bore you with like shuttle run times and ten and twenty yard splits, but they were
3: off the charts good. And there are some guys that just play faster. I mean, did you watch Hunter Renfro last night? Go look at his combine measurables. He's not special, but on the field he's special. His route running is pristine also, but some guys are just different when the lights come on. You know, some people, I love the analytical side of things, and we talked about it a lot yesterday, and that's a big point of contention around here lately is analytics. But there is something to that guy's a gamer. It's just something he's... And analytical people will say that clutch isn't real. Yes, it is. There are guys that respond differently or act differently when the lights come on and the game's going on. Yeah. That's just... I mean, you can tell me with your data all day long that's not real, but I promise you that's real. And Hunter Renfro last night's a great example. Nothing about him is special, but then he steps on the football field. He gets open, he catches the ball, and I he runs. He catches everything yeah. it's stupid and Dexter's that way you look at his measurables and you're like eh, the guy's not special and then you watch him play put on the tape put on the they tape they said yeah uh nothing like being not quite 59
2: but having a 37 and a half inch vertical either i mean that's big time hops big time hops uh somebody says uh run dmc took his first nfl punt return to the house
3: Tough to do in that league.
2: We also said uh, had a message said from somebody that said he's also still the only player in the SEC to ever uh that was John and Hurley said only player ever to rush for a thousand yards and have five hundred yards receiving in a single season in the SEC. I didn't realize that. I agree with this. Uh this message says what separates the good from the great are the ones that show up when the lights are the
3: brightest. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, you're, you're right about that. And you can tell. You can tell who that's going to be. Uh, and Bosa mentioned that Carr's not that guy. Another reference to last night's game. So Carr's a good player, good quarterback, good guy. But you get him pressured? And it it's like he forgets his fundamentals. Maybe that's what's limiting Derek Carr because the skills and all that are there. And the numbers are there. Like, he's a good, productive quarterback. But Bosa said last night, all we had to do was pressure him a little bit, and we beat him. He's just not that your guy. Native, since
2: Jerry Rice is a great example, it's a good point. Jerry Rice wasn't the fastest, he wasn't the strongest. But when the lights came on, he caught everything, he ran by guys. That's a great point, Borky. You, you have. You have players that either rise to the occasion or shrink from the spotlight when when the pressure is
3: at its most. Do you want Derek Carr as your quarterback? I would take him over a lot of them in the NFL. But, but there are a bunch that you would take over him as well. For sure. And we get one text. Hello, Tom Brady. Exactly. We talked about that yesterday a little bit. Tom Brady is not special because of his arm strength or accuracy. It's good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you you don't play in the NFL if you can't complete passes accurately. But that's not why he's special. Has nothing to do with ability. Because there are a lot of guys that are more raw, talented than Tom Brady 2020. But who won the Super Bowl? Right. Fitting for today, there are a lot of guys that had more raw talent
2: than Derek Jeter. Not even close to the best shortstop that's ever played the game. He wasn't the best shortstop, like the best pure shortstop, while he was playing the game. There were many guys you'd rather have leading off and playing in the 6-hole than Jeter. Especially in big moments. He rose to the occasion.
3: Sports People are saying Barry Sanders and Emmett Smith. Those guys are as talented as they were gamers. I mean, those yeah. are uh,
2: that's a that's a different level, but Yeah, Walter Payton falls into that category also.
3: <laughs> Just um they've got it all. They 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 had everything.
2: Yeah. We've got uh, plenty to get to with you this afternoon. David Cobb from CBS Sports is going to join us. We'll talk big-picture college football stuff with him. We're going to hear from Lane Kiffin from his press conference yesterday, post-Alabama, pre-Arkansas, the normal Monday press conference. And Michael Borky said it is absolutely must listen since we didn't have – Mike Leach yesterday previewing an opponent and looking back. We will go back to his post-game press conference from uh, Saturday following Mississippi State's win against
3: Texas A&M. Yeah, we get a classic random reference to an unnamed woman who thought that she needed to leave, I forget what town in California, but one of the suburbs of L.A., because it was a small town and she wanted to move to a big city and realized that the small town she was living in was awesome. Just drops that in out of nowhere in reference to Texas A&M and Mississippi State. So, on-brand Leach. We
2: will try to make that make a little more sense when you hear that a little bit later. And three big stories to get to. Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. Heat is getting hotter in Baton Rouge. And the NCAA rule uh, rolls out a new policy with regard to over-signing, adding your roster. Sports Talk Mississippi.
4: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates, call 601-605-4443. Outside of congestion due to school traffic on Highway 463 in Madison County, we're looking pretty good. No other major problems so far this afternoon. This update has been brought to you by River Trust Federal Credit Union, voted Best Credit Union by Mississippi Business Journal. Go see them today for your auto and home loan needs as well as free checking and fast, easy mobile banking at River Trust Federal Credit Union.
12: On Game Day, the Bulldogs bring the noise. And with the powerful towing and payload that F-150 delivers, you can bring whatever you want, whenever you need it. No wonder Ford F-Series is America's best-selling truck 44 years straight. The 2021 Ford F-150 and the Bulldogs, built for greatness. Visit your Mississippi Ford dealer or buyfordnow.com. Based on 1977 to 2020 calendar year total sales.
11: No-Drip Roofing and Construction, the name says it all. All types of roofing and construction, your certified certainteed shingle installer, family-owned and operated for over 20 years here in the Metro. No-Drip Roofing and Construction,
12: 601-371-1051. If your vehicle is ever damaged in a collision, please listen carefully.
11: America's largest block party, Cruising the Coast, celebrates its 25th anniversary with non-stop fun and entertainment from October the 3rd through October the 10th on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, from Moss Point to Bay St. Louis. Middays with Gerard Gibbert will be live on Wednesday, October the 6th from 10 till 1 p.m. at the Biloxi Town Green, a week of car cruising, entertainment, food, and fun. This event was recently rated the number one car show in the country by USA Today. For more info, visit CruisingTheCoast.com. That's CruisingTheCoast.com. It's America's largest block party with you and Middays with Gerard Gibbert. We'll see you there.
13: To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi
7: 97.3. Are
0: we going to do this?
1: Back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Keep rolling. 3, two, one. Super Talk Mississippi.
2: of you on Sports Talk, Mississippi streaming at Supertalk.fm, going back and forth with Ryan and Madison on the Seaspire text line. He says, come on guys, really? Jeter wasn't a gifted athlete or one of the greatest shortstops and Brady doesn't have a great arm and is accurate? Come on. And I think you're missing the point that we were making, Ryan. It's not that they're not good enough to be at the professional level. Obviously, they are the elite of the elite to get to that level. But neither Derek Jeter nor Tom Brady are the most physically gifted at their position at the time they're in the game, and certainly not historically. But, and, and this was the last response, I said, man, I'm a Yankees fan and love Jeter. But he wasn't the best shortstop on his own team. But there's no way you were moving him to a different position, even at the end of his career, when clearly his skill set had gone down. His range became more limited. He had less arm strength than he had when he was 25. But he was great because of the way he played the game, the way he led on the field and in the locker room, and because of his ability to to rise to the occasion in the biggest moments under the brightest lights. Go back to the play against the Athletics. I'm not sure there's another baseball player on planet Earth that would have been in the position that he was in to make that flip on a throw to the plate to get it over to the catcher for the tag out at the plate. It was what we were talking a little while ago about with Dexter McCluster. It was instincts. It was the ability to see what was happening and have everything slow down. Alex Rodriguez was a more gifted shortstop than Derek Jeter, but you weren't moving the captain from the six hole. You just weren't. A Rod had to go find a new position. And was a good third baseman, but I mean, you you can you can rattle off how many, Borky? I mean, in terms of like all-time shortstops in the big leagues? At least a handful, if not more than that. That at least defensively were better than Derek Jeter. I'll take your word for it on that one. I mean, Ozzie Smith in St. Louis, defensive wizard. I don't know that I would take Cal Ripken over Jeter. I mean, if you want to go back into the way back machine, Honus Wagner was a shortstop. <laughs> I mean, that's a guy. Ernie Banks spent a lot of time at shortstop. Omar Vizquel was unbelievable as a shortstop. Perry Larkin? You could debate Omar Parra, who was... In the big leagues at the same time? Not in terms of an overall player, but in terms of
3: just that position. He is first or among the best of names in baseball, for whatever that's worth. Who? No more. <laughs> pretty good. I mean, come on.
6: Yeah,
2: yeah pretty good. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm. Supertalktv.com. Hey, if you ever miss the show, don't forget you can get it via podcast on demand. So wherever you listen to podcasts, wherever you download them, you can download the Sports Talk Mississippi podcast. You can also listen on demand at supertalk.fm, where it is uh, readily available for you. If you miss any part of the show, I would encourage you to go back certainly and hear our conversation with uh, Dexter McCluster from just a little while ago. That was fun. So Borky, I said, and and we'll we'll get to this over the course of the next two hours. I think there are three huge stories that are happening right now. Maybe more than that, if you want to throw baseball into the mix as well. You got the Urban Meyer thing. It ain't looking good in Jacksonville. No, and it, some of the player reaction kind of flies in the face of what Urban was saying yesterday. But I oh, talked to the players, and you know they kind of laughed about it and. Um, you know, I just apologize to them for being an, uh, a distraction. And more to it than that.
3: It's almost like he's full of a word that starts
2: Krapola? with S.
7: Yeah.
3: crapola. That's huge. I mean, it, it's it, the, he got the vote of confidence from the team owner and stuff, but based on the reporting that was coming directly from players in the various rooms that he did this in, not only has he lost the locker room, they will ignore him completely. Like they think he's a joke. My question
2: about Urban Meyer is this: If he ended up out of Jacksonville, he and Shad Khan meet, and it, you know they're like, you know what? This isn't working. We tried; it just didn't work. Is it the end of the road for Urban Meyer? Or is his college football pedigree good enough that Southern Cal or LSU or somebody else might overlook the transgressions at their own peril? It's
7: in my
1: face. You're home for
2: all the, the sports. Magnolia the Mississippi. Powered
1: by tree professionals at Bologna Street Pros. 601 345
6: i Rich Denison. President Biden flew to Michigan today to rally public support for his infrastructure proposals currently being considered by Congress.
1: These bills are about competitiveness versus complacency. They're about opportunity versus decay. They're about leading the world or continue to let the world pass us
6: by. Republicans oppose the president's $3.5 trillion social spending plan, with progressive Democrats withholding support of a $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure package unless the larger spending bill is approved first. European drug maker AstraZeneca says it's asked the FDA to approve its COVID-19 antibody treatment.
14: The company says the therapy can protect people who don't respond well to vaccines, perhaps because of weakened immune
6: systems. Fox's Simon Owen in London. America's listening to Fox News.
14: I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Over $100,000 in demand letters have been issued following arrests in two separate embezzlement cases in Yalabusha County. According to state auditor Shad White, Catherine Brown is accused of stealing over $70,000 by issuing and cashing checks addressed to multiple other employees while she was employed at Yalabusha General Hospital. Additionally, former county sheriff William Humphreys allegedly stole funds to provide educational and recreational resources to county inmates. And ag specialists with the U.S. Customs and Border Protection discovered a butterfly larva pest while inspecting a container of pineapples from Costa Rica on September 2nd at the Port of Gulfport. Due to potential impact to U.S. agriculture, the shipment of pineapples worth $15,000 was destroyed. To see more on this story, visit us online at supertalk.fm. Stephen Gagliano, Supertalk Mississippi News
18: don't text and drive and give our farmers the space they need just like you mississippi farmers want to do their job and return safely to their loved ones thank you from your friends at the mississippi farm bureau
4: federation
0: near you.
14: This week is Mental Illness Awareness Week and Wendy Bailey with the Mississippi Department of Mental Health says that everyone has a role to play in ending the stigma.
10: It's not just your clinician or your primary health care physician. It's your minister. It's your friends. It's your neighbors. If we can break down those barriers and we talk about mental health in the same way that we talk about our physical health, then you lean on each other more and you change those beliefs to where it's more accepted to to speak about it and to talk about it.
14: Bailey said one in five Mississippians will experience a mental health condition in their lifetime. And there's a possibility that a Confederate monument that sat outside the Harrison County Courthouse in Gulfport since 1911 could be moved. The County Board of Supervisors addressed the pros and cons during their Monday meeting but reached no decision on whether the statue, which was dedicated in memory of the Confederate dead, will remain in its current place. Stephen Gagliano, Supertalk Mississippi News.
16: paid for by Americans for Prosperity. When it comes to your business IT solutions, smarter is better. Meet the authority from C Spire. Our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes, taking on their toughest IT challenges while finding new opportunities. Connectivity, data security, cloud services—you name the tech, we have a specialist for it. Seaspire Business. Win with authority. Your partners in IT. Get connected to the fastest internet speeds available. Visit slash business
13: Gather of here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson.
1: Come on, Super Talk, Mississippi. Check this out. Are you ready? Sports Talk, Mississippi.
2: Sports Talk Mississippi is brought to you in part by Visit Oxford, who reminds you that coming up this Friday, October 8th, you've got double-decker bus tours in downtown Oxford. Tickets are $10 for adults, $5 for children. You can call Visit Oxford at 662-232-2477 to make a bus reservation. Tours last about an hour and have a local historian that gives detailed information about locations throughout the city, and the Ole Miss campus. Also on October 8th it's the return of Tunes Around Town, a free music event where folks can sit outside and listen to live local musicians at three different locations. One of those is the Breezeway at the Growler. Alice Hayson and Walt Busby will be performing there. The North Lamar Pocket Park will have Brian and Kelly. And then Spring Street Cigars will have Bob Ray. And then it's the Homecoming Parade through uh, campus and to the Ole Miss Square, 5 o'clock, coming up on Friday. So that is all happening this week. Sports Talk Mississippi brought to you in part by Visit Oxford. Richard Cross and Michael Borkey with you on this Tuesday afternoon. You can text us on the C Spire text line at 601-879-4395. Let SeaSpire handle the managed IT services so you can focus on your business Learn more at com. So, Borky, let's talk about the layers of the Urban Meyer story. We have six hours
3: remaining in the show because that's about what we need. Yeah. Uh,
2: We don't. Let's try to bring people up to date. The Jaguars played on Thursday night at Cincinnati, lost the game, fell to 0-4. And the team went back to Jacksonville, but he stayed around so that he could uh, visit with his grandkids. Or so he said. Or so he said in his apology yesterday. Did not immediately come back. He has, what, the Urban Meyer Chop House Steakhouse Restaurant in the Columbus, Ohio area. Apparently that's where the video was taken of a woman who was not his wife, who was kind of uh, dancing-slash-grinding... Against him, he was sitting on a bar stool. That was the initial video. That was maybe what you thought all was out there. He apologized, a very half-hearted, non-eye contact apology to the like people writ large through the media yesterday before the second video came out that showed his hands were also occupied while the... Aforementioned dancing was happening.
3: Yeah, second video. I I I'd be willing to bet he gave his quote apology, and the press conference without knowing that video was out there. Without knowing video number two was
2: out there. Hundred percent, hundred percent agree. So you have all of that yesterday and into last night. Michael Lombardi covers the NFL this morning. According to two Jacksonville sources, there are many closed-door meetings happening over the last two days in the football offices, and none of them have anything to do with the Titans. Stay tuned. This might get ugly. Michael Silver also covers the NFL, added these nuggets. The Urban Meyer situation in Jacksonville has reached a crisis point, especially in the locker room. One player told me, quote, he has zero credibility in that stadium He had very little to begin with, close quote. Another nugget. Players were particularly put off by the fact that Meyer canceled Monday's team meeting as he dealt with the uproar over the videos of him and a young woman getting cozy in that Ohio bar. Quote, he even canceled the team meeting. He was too scared, close quote, player said. Instead, Meyer... Again, quoted by a player, only apologized to position groups individually. Trade the woman in the video as a random person who was just there dancing. Suffice it to say, his football team audience was highly skeptical. One player said, quote, We look at him like WTF. Right when he left, everyone, uh, right when he left, everyone started dying laughing. And he knew it. Close quote. And then one more player said, bottom line, quote, it's bad. I don't know how he's going to function, close quote. Borky, there are layers to this story. You can't help but feel bad for Shelly Meyer, but this is not the first time she's had to hang around while Urban was a scumbag.
3: She found out on Twitter. So she was tweeting about sweet corn, as it turns out, and somebody said... Like made a joke and she replied question mark, and the reply was search your husband's name. That's how she found out. Yeah, not great, not good. She actually was
2: hanging out with the, the grandkids. Yes. Mm-hmm. So one pictures along the uh, around the same time on Twitter of like bath time and playing in the yard and popsicles and you know stuff that grandmothers do with their grandkids. You can't help but feel bad for her, but again, she has hung around while Urban has continued to be a scumbag from Gainesville to Columbus and now to Jacksonville. Whatever. Maybe they just figured out whatever we're going to live with. It. Um, so that's a piece of the story. From a football standpoint, the piece of the story is if you've lost all credibility with your football team and they won't listen to you and they don't care what you say or think, can the team move forward with you as its head coach? Especially a bad team. It's not like I mean, they're you, good. Yeah, you, you got to have a guy that can galvanize a locker room and keep guys playing. Look, I mean, we've talked about this before, man. NFL's different from college. Those are grown men who are professionals and whose livelihoods depend on remaining on a football team. They don't care about your issues off the field. Like 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 his team largely doesn't care what he was doing in a bar in Ohio the day after an open day. Like whatever, man, you do you. His team does care if his actions off the field are causing a distraction in the locker room that lead to him having to cancel a team meeting as they get ready for a really difficult Tennessee Titans opponent coming up this weekend. And then lying to them. Lying to them about it, lying to the press about it. That's an issue. Man, you, you you, do, you. You're a grown man, I'm a grown man, we've all got a job to do here. Football's not made up of saints. Players, coaches, etc. But I gotta be able to trust you. I gotta be able to trust you telling me the truth. And I got to know that you're putting our football team first. And guess what? You're not. We get the day off when we play on Thursday to rest and heal. You don't coach. We're 0 and 4. You got to go get a game plan ready for us to go win a football game.
3: And I saw somebody that covers the NFL today say that not flying home with your team regardless is extremely uncommon to the point where like, they were shocked to find out that he did that. That, that is just a, a big no in that league. Yeah. Because like you said, when the season's on, you better be on. Always. In the facility it's- every day. Because the players are. It's not a
2: hundred percent unique in college. It's unique, but it's not like unheard of. Um, Rick Patino used to travel separately from his team some of the time. (laughs) Is there a better, better example? No, no, no. (laughs) I I think I'm, I think I'm making a great parallel. True. Bob Huggins, some of the time,
3: would travel separately from his team. Larry Eustachy would not fly. Well, and there's recruiting to do too before and after games. I mean, guys are playing high school ball on Friday and, night, and so By if, the way, all three of those examples kind of fall into the same category. They do. But like if a coach doesn't travel, you know, if you got a road game, you might be staying behind on Friday night cuz you got recruiting to do or whatever the case may be in college. There's no recruiting in the NFL. No, no. Friday night football, you got to go watch.
2: Yeah. So, but I do think the more interesting question is, I mean, we focus on college football, not the NFL primarily. Let's say it ends in Jacksonville. Is there a market for Urban Meyer as a head coach in college football anymore? Dude's got
3: a lot of baggage. Has that ever mattered, though, if you know he'll win?
2: No, it hasn't mattered. But do you hire a guy like that? Not knowing how long you're going to have him before the stuff hits the fan again. If you want to believe that he left Florida just because he was having headaches, feel free. You're wrong. If you want to believe that he left Ohio State just to go focus on his family because he wanted to, see he his to play volleyball on his own health, you're welcome to believe that, but you're wrong. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be back.
4: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you in Richland on 51 North and in Brandon, they're at 209 Woodgate Drive, Gates. Just call them at 601-605-4443. For the most part, looking pretty good. Some minor slowdowns. 20 eastbound just past Terry Road. Otherwise, no other major problems. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. Proudly serving the Metro since 1946. Call Smith Brothers, 601-353-5217.
13: Big Pop invites you to the Capital City Gun Show this weekend, Saturday, October 9th. Show hours will be 9 to 5. Sunday, October 10th. Show hours will be 10 to 5. There'll be plenty of buying, selling, trading, gun appraisals. All federal, state, local laws must apply. And this fall, we are adding football to the big screen to see. I-55 South, Elton Road exit at the Wahhabi Shrine Temple. Adult admissions, $8. Kids, 6 to 11, $2. See y'all this weekend at the Capital
12: City Gun Show.
18: We're
11: It's a sale over four decades in the making. Miskelly's
13: 43rd anniversary sale. Get up to $300 off our everyday low prices. Plus, take 60 months to pay with no down payment. Furniture trends have changed a
11: lot since 1978, but Miskelly's never goes out of style. Stay on trend
12: and on budget with this amazing anniversary offer. Up to 300 off, plus 60 months to pay with no down payment at all Miskelly's locations.
1: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM. Super Talk Mississippi. It's big. Brace yourself. Sports Talk Mississippi. Covering your Mississippi teams with live reports from the games and practices on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Let's go back to the Farm Bureau phone line, favorites.com. Let's Farm Bureau. Go with the home team. David Cobb joins us from CBS Sports.com, covers college football. David, I'm going to throw something at you that maybe you didn't expect right out of the gate. Uh, forgive me for that. If the Urban Meyer thing falls apart in Jacksonville, and it appears to be deteriorating, is there still a place for him in college football, or is there too much baggage in a world where I'm not sure too much baggage ever feels like that's actually a thing? But is it finally a thing for Urban Meyer in college football?
10: Well, as things stand now, yes, I think there will be. After a cooling-off period, mind you, I mean, there needs to be a little bit of a, uh, a time for this to marinate and for him to kind of regroup as he's done so often in the past. Uh, if that happens, yeah, I can see him getting back in the college game for the you know 2023 season say, you know, he, he's not 60 yet. He's still relatively young uh, in terms of the, a coach's lifespan. Um, but I will say if more comes out, if this is just the tip of the iceberg and uh, there are other instances like this, if something that happened uh, during that what we've all seen was unwanted um as we've so often you know, seen in this kind of era, um, then no, um, there won't be. Uh, but if this is the extent of it, what we've seen and what, what he's apologized for, then, yeah, you know what, there will be a college program that really wants him back. And I think he's still young enough to where he'll get that itch again uh, and, and get back in the college game at some point.
2: Yeah, well, it will be fascinating to, uh, to see how it plays out. David, let's just kind of stick with the coaching thing. There, there are more and more people that are jumping on the end is here or near for Ed Ogeron at LSU. When you look at that situation in Baton Rouge, do you see a situation where I, I guess maybe the easiest way to answer it is he is the head coach at LSU next season, and then maybe the secondary question is does he make it to the end of this year?
10: I don't know, man. It's a rough stretch, Richard, that they are going through right now with – uh, their schedule, it is it is not easy. Uh, Kentucky up next, and then, I mean, it just keeps on going. Florida, Ole Miss, um, eventually they get to Alabama. Uh, we all know how tough the SEC West is, and they've still got to go through almost all of it. Uh, so that's going to be tough. I mean, for a, for a team that, that appears pretty overmatched uh, on the offensive line, uh, for a team that can't run the football, I don't know if I see a pass you know for them to get to what would be considered you know respectable for edo you know eight wins nine women's um it feels like anything short of that is going to be uh tough for him to keep his job and i don't know if i see a way for them to get there so yeah i mean scott woodward the ad there he's shown that he's not he's not afraid to make uh you know big boy decisions uh and he's he's done that bringing in kim mulkey to coach women's basketball and then um you know, uh parting ways with a really well-respected and, and long-tenured uh, baseball coach down there as well. Um, yeah. So no fear, no fear from that administration. And uh, they've got high standards. Uh, he's not the guy who hired Ed Ozeron either. And so I think um, if this continues uh, on its current trajectory, I, I see a slim chance of him making it through the year.
2: Yeah, I mean, you, you said eight or nine. I mean, I'm having trouble seeing a path to six. LSU sitting yeah. there at three and two, and you mentioned the the schedule at Kentucky, Florida, at Ole Miss, open date at Bama, Arkansas. There's ULM and uh, on November twentieth, and then they finish with Texas A and M.
10: Yeah, we'll see. It's a battle of attrition. I mean, there's a lot of teams in the SEC West that are going to have their depth tested over the coming months. Um, it's it's uh, it's not just. LSU that's about to really go through the ringer. I mean, look at Arkansas, hot start, but man, they have got a brutal schedule. Just keeps marching on. You know, road trip to to Ole Miss and playing Auburn. I mean, it's it's kind of the same for everybody. So uh, we'll see. But there's just been less to latch onto with LSU to suggest that oh yeah, you know they can um, they can do it. Now, granted, they do have a win at Mississippi State. That's a good win. Mississippi State's a good team. Um, But, boy, that Auburn loss was really dispiriting. I mean, that that Auburn team was reeling. Going into Death Valley at night, that's just not a place where a first-year coach should be able to go in and win um, with inconsistent quarterback play. Uh, But Auburn went in there and did it um, under those circumstances. And that's, uh, I don't know, my question with LSU is not necessarily about the talent or, you know, do they have the pieces there to put something together? It's kind of like a morale thing with them. It just sort of seems like, um whenever they uh or at least in recent years um it's just been boom or bust i guess under ed and it feels like this is a bust type of year um and with all the changeovers that they go through on their staff every year uh it just seems unlikely to me that there's going to be that central rallying point or that rallying figure and oh by the way You've got um, a lot of that off-the-field stuff that was hanging over uh, Ed Ogeron's head going into this season. That stuff doesn't just go away now that we're playing football games. I mean, that stuff will be taken into consideration by that administration as well. And, and some of that stuff is not very pretty for Ed O, and, and a lot of that stuff will make it a lot easier uh, to pull the trigger on him when they do, uh, I think, you know, eventually uh, decide to, to part ways.
2: What did you take away, David, from Ole Miss Alabama on on Saturday, beyond the fact that Alabama's yeah. really freaking good?
10: <laughs> yeah, that's the obvious takeaway. That uh, you know, it's kind of old school football that we saw on Saturday with both um, Alabama and Georgia. I mean, dominating up front as as being kind of the way to get it done. After we've seen uh, the air it out and, and great wide receiver play kind of be the impetus for success in recent seasons. Um, it, it's been bully ball uh, the last couple weeks uh, for uh, both Alabama and Georgia. Um, I think if, if Ole Miss and Alabama played ten times, I, I think Ole Miss would beat them uh, once, maybe twice. Um, and I think Ole Miss showed mm-hmm. the ability to move the football at times against Alabama. And I just think that, you know, and I'm not blaming Lane for going for it on, on fourth down. He was, he was doing what he thought it took to win the game. Um, you don't go and play Alabama, play conservative uh, on the road, especially, and expect to win. Um, you've got to take chances. So he took chances, and they put him in a, in a tough spot because they didn't work out. If some of those work out, or if, you know, on that first series he takes the points, um, you know, I think a few little instances like that could totally change the tone of that game. And so, um, Alabama dominated them. Um, I think Alabama wins wins in a game between those two uh, eight or nine times, but I, I think Ole Miss could, could actually still hang with Alabama under the right circumstances. Uh, so I don't think it's all lost for Ole Miss. I think we're going to see them, you know, explode offensively. Uh, on Saturday, but I mean, in the long run, if we're looking at at that game and and trying to figure out you know, what it means for Ole Miss if they want to compete for the SEC West in the future, I think it's pretty obvious, and it's that you know you got to get some of those uh, you know big time some Evan Neals. Um, game changers in the trenches, yeah,
7: yeah,
2: yeah. Alabama certainly got plenty of those. I want to circle back to Ole Miss in a second and talk about the Arkansas game, but first, uh, how impressed were you with Mississippi State in College Station on Saturday night?
10: I mean, it's just such a tough place to win. And now, now we're looking at uh, you know, Texas A&M uh, potentially dropping uh, consecutive games at home at night, uh, starting at zero and three in the SEC West. I mean, that's that's crazy. Uh, but that's where that program is uh, without Haynes King at quarterback. Um, so, really impressed. I think what Mississippi State, what impressed me most about the Bulldogs uh, this season so far is that they they seem to kind of be figuring out how to play against those teams that are dropping eight men into coverage. Because last season it was pretty easy uh, to to beat Mississippi State uh, once uh, Arkansas kind of showed that blueprint. Uh, With Barry Odom as defensive coordinator dropping eight when Arkansas played Mississippi State last year, a lot of teams started to copy that and have success against them. Well, now with Will Rogers at quarterback, they're they're starting to figure out where the holes are uh, when teams drop eight. And uh, if you give him time to sit back there and throw, uh, he's going to find those holes. His receivers are going to make plays. He's got some good, really good receivers. So I think that's yeah. probably what impressed me most is the uh, coming together uh, of the air raid. And, uh, that, you know, right on schedule. It takes a while for that for that thing to get going. And, you know, here we are approaching the midway point of year two, and, and it feels like Leach has kind of got it going in the right direction in terms of, you know, his system.
2: Yeah, it's funny. Mike Leach has always had an identity, but it feels like this team is starting to have an identity within this offense as well. I, I want to circle back. We've got, like, a minute left, uh, and then a hard break. Give me a thought on Ole Miss-Arkansas. This is a really fascinating game to me coming up on Saturday.
10: Yeah, I, th- I think I like Ole Miss, um, and I like him to cover the spread, too. It's six and a half when I picked it. And uh, I think the offense, like I said, showed flashes of being able to move the ball against uh, Alabama, but there were just a lot of penalties um, and inability to run the ball. Now running the ball against Arkansas won't be easy, but I think they'll be able to establish it enough uh, to keep Arkansas honest. And when I think about that matchup, I, I think about what's what's the elite unit in that matchup, and I think it's Ole Miss's offense. Now Arkansas's defense is really good; that secondary is really good. Um, you know, w- we know that Mackrell has been turnover-prone last, you know, last year. Uh, but he hasn't shown that this year, and I think I like that Ole Miss offense as the elite unit in that game over the Arkansas defense.
2: David, always enjoy our chats. Thanks for the time today.
10: Yeah, absolutely.
2: David Cobb from CBS Sports, cbssports.com, covers college football. Good stuff. If you don't follow David, you should. And uh, read his work online at cbssports.com. We'll be right back. Sports Talk Mississippi.
11: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sutherlander. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 60% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 81. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 63. Your Wednesday, a 20% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 82. Wednesday evening, mostly clear, low around 62. And for your Thursday, sunny conditions, high near 84. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com.
8: the new degree of comfort physical therapy and balance spelled f-y-z-i-c-a-l wants to help you fight the fall they are offering a free over-the-phone fall assessment screening now through the end of october the assessment will be able to determine your potential fall risk physical of jackson understands the importance of good balance for independent living and want you to be able to love your life Call Physical of Jackson at 601-487-2260 today for your free over-the-phone fall assessment screening
11: attorney Joe Cordell. New school, new job, new
18: home. Change is hard and can leave you feeling isolated. And divorce delivers one of life's hardest blows. The relationships you counted on are suddenly gone. But you don't have to walk through this alone. For more than 30 years, Cordell & Cordell has guided men through the challenges of divorce. You're not alone. Call Cordell & Cordell.
0: Online at CordellCordell.com. Office in Richland, Mississippi. Free background information available upon request. Joseph Cordell, licensed in Missouri and Illinois only. Jones Sign Company would like to salute all healthcare and first responders for putting your life on the line to help so many. You are the true heroes. Johnny Jones and the crew salute you. Thank you from Jones Sign Company. The best made-to-order lunch
11: in Northeast Jackson is at Fourth Goal Sports Cafe, the Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283.
14: I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Over $100,000 in demand letters have been issued following arrests in two separate embezzlement cases in Yalabusha County. According to state auditor Shad White, Catherine Brown is accused of stealing over $70,000 by issuing and cashing checks addressed to multiple other employees while she was employed at Yalabusha General Hospital. Additionally, former county sheriff William Humphreys allegedly stole funds to provide educational and recreational resources to county inmates. And ag specialists with the U.S. Customs and Border Protection discovered a butterfly larva pest while inspecting a container of pineapples from Costa Rica on September 2nd at the port of Gulfport. Due to potential impact to U.S. agriculture, the shipment of pineapples worth $15,000 was destroyed. To see more on this story, visit us online at supertalk.fm. Stephen Gagliano, Supertalk Mississippi News.
15: solutions
13: before the action begins make sure your bets are in every hit this ball is
12: crushed every point Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino revolutionizes the fan experience. On your phone, casino kiosk, at the Timeout Lounge. Don't just be a fan. Be a player. Be a winner. Get the Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino. We're not just fans. We're here to play. He doesn't accept the narrative.
1: He... Questions it. We're just getting to the bottom of this. Gallo,
13: every single morning from 6 till 9.
1: Super Talk, Mississippi. No other news team covers the Magnolia State like Super Talk Mississippi News on air with reports every hour and breaking news as it happens. Your news all the time on air and online at supertalk.fm.
19: Casting of the disturbed
1: continue. Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Question from Michael Borkey: Tuesday poll, Urban Meyer will be coaching where at the start of the 2022 season? Options are Jacksonville, LSU, Southern Cal, and other 111 votes so far, other 37% leading the way at this point, only 12% saying LSU, 32% Southern Cal, 19% Jacksonville. What is
3: your vote? I give you a hundred dollars right now to pick one of the four. It would be other, which yeah. I guess also implies that not coaching anywhere. Yeah.
2: You know, here's Look, I mean, I guess coaches coach, right? That's what kind of what they do. That cat was great on television. I don't care what kind of a human being he is. He was really good on TV as an analyst in the studio at Fox. Really good. But he had the coaching bug, and somebody agreed to pay him about ten million a year, and so boom, there you go.
3: There you go. I'm fascinated now by this, though. I mean, I, I don't think this is survivable. It the the owner released a statement, and the owner released a statement saying he does not trust his football coach. That's great. Um, there's one yeah, way, here's this the, way. Here's the quote. Here's the quote.
2: Um, I have addressed this matter with Urban. Specifics of our conversation will be held in confidence. What I will say is his conduct last weekend was inexcusable. I appreciate Urban's remorse, which I believe is sincere. Now, he must regain our trust and respect. That will require a personal commitment from Urban to everyone who supports, represents, or plays for our team. I am confident he will deliver. Yeah, You are confident that he will change who he is as a person post-haste
3: because he was caught. Again. Knowing his track record, at some point you kind of are who you are. At this point in your life, he is who he is. The team's going to be bad. They're going to lose games. I think this is just the beginning of the end you know, maybe they didn't fire him today, but when you're having meetings talking about firing him and one NFL reporter even said they brought up replacement names in those meetings today, it's over. Inevitably, it's over. You brought up the question earlier, if you're a college football program, do you go down that road? I saw somebody that covers USC today suggest that the school needs somebody that's clean. Because they've had too many scandals lately. I don't know what those are. Do you know what he was referencing? We're talking about scandals at USC football?
2: Well, I mean, the athletics department had the Aunt Becky.
3: Yeah, but who cares? Nobody cares. It's a funny story. More more than like, oh, USC athletics. It's more like, holy crap, Aunt Becky's going well, to prison because she paid for her daughter to get into school. Like, I don't know.
2: Yeah, but I mean, I, I think that's a private school with a high academic reputation. And I think that kind of... Cut at the knees a little bit. Well, either way, if you... It but, but yeah, I mean, to, to your question, I mean, we're not that far removed from crippling sanctions for that program.
3: Yeah, I guess my question is, what high-profile football coach can you guarantee is squeaky clean? No. There are some. There are good people in the profession. There absolutely are. But not many. And if you want to win, you might have to deal with some not perfect stuff. Like, James Franklin's a candidate there. You want to dig into James Franklin's time at Vanderbilt? You won't like what you find. So, if you're looking for squeaky clean, guess who cannot be on your list? James Franklin. I don't know. I, I just I, I think that's a pipe dream to expect here. And a lot of people do this, too. Football coaches are... Uh, that's what they are. Sometimes Dude we... Dude covered up a bunch of rapes by his football players. At least tried like, to. They got,
2: I mean, they're in prison now. But did everything he possibly could to keep his players from
3: getting in trouble for rape. So if you're USC, can you go down that road? And if not, who are you going to hire that you can guarantee? Nobody talks squeaky about clean?
2: it with James Franklin. Nobody talks about it, Morky.
3: No, they don't. There are. Th- I mean, nobody talks about things with Ed Orgeron either. They they will start because now he's losing, but. That was sure fun two years ago. Mm. Uh, but LSU is going to come open. My gosh, Yahoo already put out candidates today for a job that's not open yet. Two names, James Franklin, Lane I mean, Kiffin. Look, man. It's over. But The, the
2: vultures are circling in Baton Rouge. It's
3: just like all time. the
2: people, I mean, behind the scenes, the conversations are happening. They're absolutely happening. And if you're an Ole Miss fan, guess what? Buckle up. Lane Kiffin's name is going to be prominent in this. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. No clue as to whether or not he takes a job there. My inclination is that is one of the really, really, really good jobs in college football.
3: One of the best. Sanctions pending or not, it's one of the best. But either way, I mean, so they've already put candidates out there for that job. I mean, could they go down the urban road? Could they? Not would they, but could they even with all the stuff going on, on top of the fact that, yeah, he'll probably go there and win right away because he's done that everywhere. Guy's a flake, though. Yeah. It's fascinating that that will be when that job comes open here in a few weeks. One of the more fascinating coaching searches we've seen in a while, because, like you said, I mean, if you're doing the top five jobs in college football, you don't get to five before you say LSU. No, Sanctions are kinda, not you, investigations you can are not. Order but order
2: those jobs any way you want. I yeah. mean, it's Southern Cal and it's Texas and it's.
3: Alabama and Georgia and LSU. I think you could argue LSU's a better job than Texas, even. It's splitting hair. It doesn't matter. It's a premier job in college football. That's what I'm
2: saying. I mean, you can kind of take those and maybe a couple of more, but I'm not really sure there are any more. I mean, if you wanted to argue with me that Florida should be in that mix, I mean, okay. But there are about seven jobs that you can take and you can put in a hat, and if you've got the right guy as your head coach – There's an
3: argument to be made it's the best job in college football. No doubt. So that job will be open. However, although most people don't think anything's going to happen, you still have an impending NCAA situation. That may or may not turn coaches off, but it's there. And then, of course, the other investigation going on. So... Well, and the other is the big deal. I mean, that's the Title IX investigation being
2: conducted by the Department of Education. Though I don't think that is going to have like specific impact on the football program. It could have impact at the university level. And that might impact the the candidate pool. I mean, you know, unless the DOE mandates that, I mean, they don't have the ability to mandate that a department or a program gets shut down. They may demand some staff people get fired. Some of them have left already. Some have not. But I mean that—that's like university. I mean, I think it's more likely that the Department of Education—and I don't—I honestly don't think this will happen. But I think like LSU's accreditation as a university is more in jeopardy than. LSU as a functioning member of the Southeastern Conference in football. That's fair.
3: For completely unrelated things, didn't Auburn a while ago have accreditation issues? Like a long time ago? Mm. Not because of something like this, but they had that kind of... Maybe so. I think either way. Um, and we know it's one of the best jobs, with potential sanctions looming... And they have an athletic director who, for better or for worse, is a big game hunter. I mean, the more I read about him, the more I think he's got too much hubris to hire Billy Napier. He will go big-name hunting. And if you look at his track record at hiring coaches, not that good. Yeah. It's really not. It's not that good as far as football coaches go. Woodward. You dive you dive into it and it's really not that good. I mean, he went he went and got Jimbo went and got Jimbo and look at how how that's working out. Got Sark it, at Washington and we saw how that ended.
2: Was Sark a, left
3: Washington for Southern Cal. Yeah, and it wait. I mean, Sark's a good football coach <laughs> and a lot of issues. But, yeah, well, sure
2: he's got issues, but I at mean it them. didn't end poorly at Washington for Sark. He he left because Southern Cal opened. Did he also hire Chris
3: Peterson yes. at Washington? As I understand it, yes. Washington, Sark at Washington was five and seven, seven and six, seven and six, seven and six, eight and four.
2: Not good. And he parlayed it into the Southern Cal job. Hey, October is National Pork Month. This year, pork has seen a dramatic increase in retail sales. As people have cooked at home and tried new recipes, from cooking up some exciting new flavors to learning about America's pork farms, check out pork.org real-pork. More coming up with you. We'll wrap up the 4 o'clock hour after this on Sports Talk Mississippi.
4: The Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs in Ridgeland and Brandon. They're locally owned and operated with free mobile service in the Tri-County area. Looking good for the most part. Just some congestion. 20 westbound at Gallatin. Outside of that, no other major problems so far here this evening. Please buckle up and drive safe. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. Proudly serving the Metro since 1946. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where garden mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland.
12: If your vehicle is ever damaged in a collision, please listen carefully.
11: RJ's Outboard Sales and Service is your Central Mississippi Boating Headquarters. RJ's offers top-of-the-line brands like Skeeter, War Eagle, G3, Express, and Bennington Pontoon Boats, all powered by Yamaha
0: Outboards. RJ's Outboard, 1208 Old Fannin Road in Brandon, the dealership that's service built. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing of Vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick, GMC, or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do.
17: This is Jake Mangum for Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. One of the most underrated attributes in baseball is determination. It's one thing to want to do something, and another altogether to get it done. That's why I love the team at Farm Bureau. They get the job done every single time. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfdins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance, go with the home
6: team. What's my core value? Equity. Compassion. Compassion. Determination. At AmeriCorps, my commitment
15: to equity gives every student a strong start. My
20: compassion brings food and friendship to neighbors in need.
10: My determination protects parks in my community. Every day, AmeriCorps members and volunteers live their values to make communities stronger. What's at your core? Learn more at AmeriCorps.gov.
15: Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Supertalk Jackson 97.3.
1: Sports Talk Mississippi. Here's more Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Hey, with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. I have a couple of messages on the C Spire text line. First I will tell you that America's largest block party cruising the coast is celebrating its 25th anniversary with non-stop fun and entertainment it's all this week goes all the way through October 10th on the Mississippi Gulf Coast plus middays with Gerard Gibbert will be there tomorrow at the Biloxi Town Green for more info about cruising the coast check it out online cruising. TheCoast.com. Sounds like fun. Oh, yeah, it does. A lot of fun. Um, John Meridian says he is a state alum and fan. He says, in his opinion, Kiffin stays at Ole Miss for a while. Said, I think he's having fun there. Last week, notwithstanding, and is not looking to jump ship this fast for Mississippi. I hope both he and Leach are here for a good long while. That would be great for the state overall. I
3: agree with that. As a member of the content business, yes, please. <laughs> that would be that would be great. I mean, it, we'll see. I, I said this morning, and it bears repeating: if you're an Ole Miss fan and you're sick of hearing Kiffin too wherever, buddy, just get used to it. Just yeah. get used to it. It's. It's going to happen, and Scott Woodward's probably going to call him. I would. Wouldn't you, if you were in his position? I, I mean, I would. And, well, he didn't really call Lane. He calls Jimmy Sexton, and Jimmy floats his name out there to a couple publications and, it, you know, gets, at worst, his client a big, fat raise because he's really good at his job. But, I mean, we had somebody else point out, and I think they're uh, they're onto something, Woodward's the guy that tried to hire Pat Casey. Yeah, he tried. So, in terms of can you hire somebody with a past at LSU considering oh, uh, hold on, what's going hold on? on. Uh, he didn't try to
2: hire Pat Casey until after he was going to hire Kevin O'Sullivan. Yeah. That was done right up until the point that it wasn't done. Yeah. So, they spent 2 months Like, April and May, mid-March through mid-May, ironing out the details on that, Kevin O'Sullivan was headed to Baton Rouge. And then it didn't happen.
3: Yeah. So, if he was willing to go down those paths, yes, much lower-profile sport in baseball, but still, I mean, would you be shocked if he calls James Franklin? I wouldn't, and tries to hire him. I mean, do you kick the tires on Urban? Serious question. Back to what started this conversation. I mean, Scott Woodward's a win-the-press-conference guy. If you're him, do you kick the tires on Urban Meyer?
2: No, because I don't think I have to there.
3: Yeah. What about James Franklin?
2: Look, man, they just won a national championship with Ed Ogeron as their head coach. You don't have to have Nick Saban at LSU to win a national championship. You just can't go hire Jerry DiNardo. Can't go hire Mike Archer. Can't go hire Bill Arnsbarger. Look. All credit in the world due to Ed Ogeron and his staff because they caught lightning in a bottle. They had the right quarterback. They had the right receivers. They had a good offensive line. They had a good running game. And he had a remarkable young football coach who brought some really good NFL concepts to the table. And they won and won and won and won and won and and were one of the, if not the most, certainly one of the three or four most dominant offenses in the history of college football. But it was absolutely lightning in a bottle. It's a great job. You just got to go hire the right guy. And I don't think that guy has to be Urban Meyer just because he's won a couple of national championships. There's some really good college football coaches out there. You just got to go get one. And that can be difficult to do sometimes. It absolutely can be difficult to do sometimes. I think hiring and firing coaches is harder than it's ever been. We talked about that during baseball season. I stand by it in football. It is hard to hire away existing sitting Power 5 head football coaches. It's hard. Yeah,
3: like there are people that you you will put um, Luke Fickle on these lists, and I'm not convinced that he's going to jump. He's got a great gig, and they're about to be a Power 5 program.
2: (laughs) Somebody suggested I left Curly Hallman off the uh, list. Yeah, there was a run of not great hires at LSU. Luke Fickle, a good ball coach. Yeah, he is. Real good ball coach. Somebody says, why not Chris Peterson? I think Chris Peterson's a great football coach. I'm not sure that I see him as an SEC guy. I'm not 100% sure that Pete's that interested in still doing it. We'll see. Another message says, LSU will go after Kiffin. Tend to agree. We'll see where it ends. You're listening place,
1: to WFM America's, America's music. Supertalk this
2: Mississippi. Powered by your tree
1: professionals, professionals. Live, Online at Google East
6: Tree Pro. 24 at supertalk.fm. Rich Denison. President Biden spoke with union members in Michigan this afternoon as he works to rally public support for his infrastructure proposals.
1: To support these investments is to create a rising America. America is moving. To oppose these investments is to be complicit in America's decline.
6: Republicans oppose the president's $3.5 trillion social spending proposal, with progressive Democrats objecting to passage of a trillion dollar bipartisan infrastructure deal before the larger bill is approved. A Russian movie crew is now in space.
14: Blasting off from Kazakhstan, a Russian spacecraft carrying an actor and her director, along with a cosmonaut, as the crew seeks to make the world's first
6: movie shot in space. The team has 12 days aboard the International Space Station. Fox's Simon Owen, America's listening to Fox News.
18: Smith Marine has killer boat deals on sale now, featuring Crest pontoons and Suzuki motors, offering thousands of new boats right now along with Suzuki specials. This is the best time to buy your new or used boat. You'll never find a better deal. Smith Marine, 149 Harbor Drive, Main Harbor Marina in Ridgeland. I'm Stephen Gagliano. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Over
14: 340,000 Mississippi children will benefit from two rounds of payments to be issued by two state agencies. 245 million dollars in pandemic EB benefits will be issued later this month for students who qualify for free or reduced lunches through two lump sum payments, first for the summer of 2021 and second for the 2020 and 21 school year. The second round of payments are meant to help families make up for the additional food costs incurred during the school closures of the previous academic year. Meanwhile, COVID cases appear to be on the decline in Mississippi and State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs said the number of COVID ICU patients is also going down. Overall, COVID-19-related hospitalizations reached a peak of over 1,600 in late August, and that number is now down to 425 in the latest data from the Department of Health. For more, visit supertalk.fm the Sanderson Farms Championship wrapped up over the weekend, and Executive Director Steve Gent told Supertalk that it was a chance to invite viewers from around the world into Mississippi.
3: This event is in 330 million potential households around yeah. the world. You know, like 192 countries. First, many times we get you know, kind of blighted in the news you know, this is a great way to showcase how great it is. Sam Burns won the tournament for his
14: second PGA Tour victory. On the gridiron, Mississippi State quarterback Will Rogers earned conference honors for his performance in the Bulldogs' upset win over Texas A&M. Doing his part to silence the crowd at Kyle Field Saturday night, Rodgers completed 46 of his 59 pass attempts for over 400 yards and 3 touchdowns. The sophomore from Brandon was named the SEC co-offensive player of the week along with Auburn quarterback Bo Nix and Alabama running back Brian Robinson, who dashed the Old Miss defense for over 170 yards and found the end zone 4 times.
5: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
1: Here comes more Sports Talk Mississippi.
5: You ready, guys?
1: On Super Talk Mississippi.
2: 7 o'clock hour with you on Sports Talk Mississippi. Ceasefire text line is open. You've been burning it up this afternoon, and we appreciate that. We always appreciate the interaction with you. 601 879 4395. If you're a parent, you already know your kids are online for everything. Everything. That's why Ceasefire is providing award winning. Uh, op- I'm just gonna start that over. I'm gonna I'm gonna try one more time. Music back up. Your kids are online for everything. That's why CSpire is providing award-winning parental controls from Bark. Free with any CSpire wireless plan. Learn more at cspire.com/bark. There you go. Got it right. Number again is six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. Coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios, let's go to the College Football Fix. College Football Fix is driven by Ford. Ford builds the SUVs and trucks of the future for everyone, like Explorer and Expedition. These SUVs are built to command the road. And the 2021 Ford F-150, smart, tough, and built to get the job done. Test drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today. If you do, you're going to do want to do more than test driving. You're going to want to take it home with you. All right, lines Tuesday. Here's what you got in the SEC. Depending on where you look, Ole Miss is a six-point favorite at home against Arkansas. Seven, six-and-a-half, six... And a half, six. It's kind of all out there. Moved a little bit. Florida is a 38 point
3: favorite against Vanderbilt. That Arkansas line's interesting. Okay. It, because
2: if you're. Hold, hold that thought. Hold that thought. All right. We'll just rip through all seven of them and let's hit the ones that are fascinating. Florida, 38 point favorite against Vandy. Tennessee, 10.5-point favorite at home against South Carolina. Georgia is a 14.5-point road favorite at Auburn. Missouri is a 19-point favorite at home against North Texas. Kentucky, a 3-point favorite at home against LSU. Alabama, 17.5-point
3: favorite at Texas A&M. So, you think the Ole Miss-Arkansas line is interesting. Yeah, I guess it depends on health as well, because Jefferson did not look healthy against Georgia last week at all. And we'll see about how Arkansas is holding up physically. This is their third straight road game. I know that Texas A&M is technically not on the road, but they're away from their home. Yeah. In uh, physical football games. I mean, with all due respect to Zach Calzada, him aside, A&M is a team with talent and that is physical. Then they went to Athens and did the same thing. It's tough. But if you're... Mm, Idea of Arkansas was altered by the way they looked in Athens. I would encourage you to not do that. Uh, this is a team that you should expect to come into Oxford, one, expecting to win, and is good enough to do just that. Uh, Georgia and Alabama are clearly head and shoulders above everybody else in the SEC, clearly. But if you think that Arkansas is not good enough to go into Oxford and win, you've got an- another thing coming. They are definitely good enough as long as they're healthy. To, to win the game. Some people seem to have had their vision of Arkansas altered. Same thing with Ole Miss. I don't think you can change the way you think about either one of these teams because they just so happen to not look good against the two most talented teams in America. This I, I expect this game to be a lot of fun, honestly. Scoring, close, two really Battle good football teams. Battle completely contrasting styles. I, I cannot wait for this game. I think it's going to be fun to watch. Should be. 11 a.m. fought Hemingway on Saturday. Kentucky a
2: three-point favorite at home against LSU. Is this Custer's last stand slash Ogeron's last stand, or
3: has that ship sailed? But the thing here, LSU can't run the football. Shockingly, cannot run the football. It looked pretty bad at it. But let's not pretend. While Kentucky is solid, very solid. They're 5 and 0. The atmosphere is great there. Stoops is doing a great job. Let's not pretend it's an, uh, an impressive 5 and 0. They've had to play good defense, have some fortunate breaks on special teams to win these games. They're winning, they deserve credit for that. But they can't score. They they can't score. And so I mean, would it shock you if you looked up on Sunday and saw that LSU went in to Lexington and won this game? It wouldn't me. No, it wouldn't shock me. But it's not going to happen. Kentucky's winning that game. Feels like it. LSU does have the advantage at quarterback. Johnson, yes. greater than... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: Mac- Max Johnson's better than Will Levis. He is. Kentucky's got a much better offensive line than LSU's got. Kentucky Imagine has a dominating that. run game.
3: Think about what you just said. I know. Of course, Kentucky's got a better offensive line than a lot of people. True. Running backs are great there, too. Whole stable of them.
2: Yeah. Rodriguez and Cavassier Smoke. 17.5 big enough for Bama over a and No. 14 and a half.
3: Georgia and Auburn can be weird sometimes. It can be. And, you know, Bo Nix, his escapability looked really good in Baton Rouge. Tell me if I'm crazy. I think this game's going to go exactly the same way the Arkansas game went for Georgia. Complete, physical, overmatched. Georgia's going to run the football and play suffocating defense yeah, and it's going to be twenty-four something to twenty seven to seven. Auburn will not be competitive from the opening kickoff to the end of the game, and it won't look pretty. The the only thing that I think gives Auburn a chance is their defense is pretty good. That defense is pretty good at Auburn. So was Arkansas going to do it? And Georgia threw eleven passes. Yeah. It's just a
7: different well, level. But so was
2: Clem, so was Clemson's and Georgia scored 10 in that game. True. Although I think Georgia has evolved a bit offensively since then. It's just a different level. I, you know, Georgia still hasn't aired it out like we thought they might. I mean, they still have not gone to the wide open offense. Haven't needed to. Yeah. But if you get to a point where you need to, I'm not sure you can just start and stop that. It's kind of got to be what you need to do. Tim says Bo
3: Nix will not have two good games in a row. Okay. Yeah, this is an LSU. It's a completely, completely different animal. I think the the SEC kind of shakes out where you have, obviously, Alabama and Georgia and a significant drop-off. And all of these teams, I think, have upside and all of them have flaws and they can all beat each other. And that consists of Auburn, LSU, Florida, Kentucky, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Texas A&M. We may or may not get to throw Tennessee in there. Kentucky. I I think I said Kentucky, didn't I? Either way. Maybe not. If I I didn't, Kentucky obviously in that group as well. I think all of them have flaws. All of them have upsides, and they can all beat each other. And they're all kind of in the same mix of teams. None of them, though, will... Beat Alabama or Georgia or come particularly close moving forward.
2: Yeah, and I wouldn't have thought that you would leave Missouri out of that group, but I think you've also got another line in the sand, and then you see Missouri, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt at a different place. Yeah. Vanderbilt's just historically bad. Missouri is putrid defensively. I will give, I mean, I think South Carolina's got huge deficiencies on its roster, and yet they're playing really, really hard. And I can't help but tip my cap for that. A couple of games nationally of interest. Red River this week. Oklahoma three-and-a-half point favorite against Texas. Kind of
3: like the horns getting points there. Playing well lately, Oklahoma is not. And as you mentioned yesterday, some internal drama in Norman right now. Primarily around its quarterback Spencer Rattler. Michigan
2: State five point favorite at Rutgers, Boise State, and BYU. BYU's a five point favorite there at home. Wake Forest only a six and a half point favorite at Syracuse. Maybe the best be of game of the week. Yeah. Maybe the best game of the weekend. Iowa hosting Penn State. Iowa's a two point favorite. It's gonna be a heck of an atmosphere.
3: No doubt. That's and one you Michigan. probably watch. I know uh, around here we watch the SEC, but you may want to flip away from that CBS game and in, into this one. Is it an afternoon game on Fox? I think it's three or is it the eleven a.m.
2: Okay. Michigan is a three and a half point favorite at Nebraska.
3: Three o'clock on Fox. That one, yeah. Late of games this week coming up. Yeah, a lot of storylines.
2: Things on storylines. Let's see what Lane Kiffin had to say in his press conference yesterday. We'll do that when we come back on Sports Talk Mississippi.
4: the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs in Ridgeland and Brandon. They're locally owned and operated with free mobile service in the Tri-County area. Looking good for the most part. Just some congestion. 20 westbound at Gallatin. Outside of that, no other major problems so far here this evening. Please buckle up and drive safe. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. Proudly serving the Metro since 1946. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217. Ben Nelson
13: Golf and Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented eight-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only at Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoor. Exit 114 in Gleickstead or online at binnelson.com.
3: Access to quality health care is essential to building a healthier and stronger Mississippi. At Amerigroup, we're doing everything we can to make that a reality. Since 2020, we've invested over $2 million through grants and donations to support Mississippi communities. From rural nursing scholarships to the state's first prescription food program, this is just the beginning of Amerigroup's commitment to enrich the lives of every Mississippian. Learn more at AmerigroupMS.com.
12: If your vehicle is ever damaged in a collision, please listen carefully.
1: Catch Madison Central Jaguar football right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3 each Friday night during the season. Brought to you in part by Halsey Insurance, halseyinsurance.com.
14: I love it.
1: Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi.
12: What do they want? Exciting news. Brace
1: yourself. More Sports Talk Mississippi now.
7: Now.
2: Back on Sports Talk, Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. Yesterday, Lane Kiffin met with the media for his weekly press conference. He looked back at Alabama and looked forward to this week's game against Arkansas.
20: Actually, disappointing loss. Um, Unfortunately, it really is. You know what we talked about during the week. You know. You go into that place with the number one team in the country and you don't play really well in all areas, um, don't execute, and make make mistakes, you know, they'll knock you down really quick, which is what happened. Um, They got great coaches, great players. They came to play. Um, I'm sure last year's game, you know, was in their head defensively especially. And, you know, hats off to them for doing a great job. Um, So, we got to get back to work. You know, we've, you know, addressed what we need to as what we need to work on to improve. Like I've told our coaches before, I wish that you opened the season with Alabama every year. So then, you know, if you're not playing right, you're not playing with good fundamentals, you're not playing physical, you get exposed. And, you know, instead of, you know, being able to get by with some stuff, you know, until the fourth game of the year. So, Hopefully we'll get better. <clears throat> you talked a lot after the game about the uh, offensive line. Just just when you watched the tape back, how much of it was schematic? How much was talent? Just just what did you see that can be fixed? Well, we're always looking at, you know, schematical things we can do better and, you know, could have. Uh, you know, it appears to me they really, you know, vanilla down did not play a lot of different things defensively and got their cleats in the grass and um, much different than the year before where, you know, they were trying to line up and get – things done um, you know it seemed very different and so you know when those guys line up and their cleats are in the grass you know they've got really good players and 31 dominated us whether it was you know coming down to the guard or or the tackle Um, great player I think 10 has made them a lot better because he's a great player and it seems you know he really gets them lined up really well you know which has always been a key I feel like to that defense, you know, having a really good player at that spot to do that.
4: Just kind of flipping the page to Arkansas, your thoughts on them, um, you know, where, where you see the keys to that, that being going into Saturday.
20: Well, this is the SEC and SEC West. You know, you go play the number one team. Now you come home to, you know, a top 15 team that, you know, obviously, you know, struggled last week against, I think, <coughs> You know, what it appears during the bye of watching people and stuff like that, you know, you've got two super elite teams this year, um, you know, with great players both sides, but especially defense. And then it seems like there's kind of a drop-off. So, you know, gauging them in that game, everyone has struggled. You know, Georgia's got great players and exposes people. So prior to that, they were playing extremely well. Um, You know, they run the ball really well. They don't give up explosive plays. I think they're second in the country in pass defense. You know, so this is a scheme we struggled with a year ago. You know, we basically switched to it pretty much on our defense um, because it's really good, and, you know, they do a great job, and they play super hard.
4: Lane, you mentioned analytics on the fourth down calls uh, Saturday. What is the process on your staff for consuming the data, analyzing it, then presenting it to you?
20: Well, you know, on top of it, we get a – I call it like our report card – you know, yesterday where it, you know, goes over every situation, you know, verifies, you know, what you should have done and whether you did it. um, So that book comes early in the week, and that is based off of the opponent. It's been talked about a lot. It's based off of the opponent, how you're playing, who you're playing, Um, you know. And so I think really to sum the whole thing up, you know, the question got asked to me about, well, were you just doing that because it was Alabama? You know, were you being – you know, aggressive. No, that was all analytics and following it. And I think in those games, because I've been in those discussions when you're in the rooms, all right, what are we going to do? We're playing. We're the heavy underdog. You know, let's just keep it close, you know, so it doesn't look as bad, you know, and punt the ball away. Well, we don't play that way. And I don't think when you're a heavy underdog, you win that way, you know, especially with a good quarterback. So, you know, we, we followed them, and they didn't work. The year before, they did. And then we had – press conference everybody thought it was brilliant so that that's what it is and I said it like blackjack you know when there's five dollars out there everybody hits when they're supposed to on 16 you know then they got all this money out there they're supposed to hit they know it but they don't because they get scared so that's kind of the comparison.
4: In your decisions during <clears> the <throat> game how much do you lean on the analytics versus feel of the game do you change up in, in that
20: way? Yeah, I have the analytic at that point told to me, you know, the ball's right there. And so it can even tell you on the first down, you know, each first down that you make what you need to get, you know, three or less. So if you get the fourth and three or less, you should go. Um, So, you know, usually follow that. There is a feel sometimes um, to a game. And sometimes you even go above it, which we did this year. There was a time we were supposed to punt. We were playing so well on offense, we went for it. And we weren't supposed to. You know, so and it worked. So there is a feel to it, yeah.
16: When you've got a game like this one coming up, where both teams are coming off of pretty big losses, does anything change
20: feeling-wise when it's just two teams that are trying to rectify last week? Does that affect anything at all? No, obviously, not in preparation. Um, maybe on the outside, you know, because both teams struggled a week ago versus the two best teams in the country. You know, but still a matchup of top twenty teams. Um, you know that have come a long ways you know, in two years, especially them. You know, this was a team that, you know, two years ago struggled to play any game close. I remember, you know, losing by a couple scores to North Texas. So Sam has done an unbelievable job. The Arkansas
17: game last year was, was a tough one for Matt, but it seemed like it was kind of a, a pivotal moment for him. How, how did he sort of handle everything during that game and, and how did he kind of handle
20: everything that came afterward? Well, I think that game taught him a lot. Uh, I think it ha- I think it helped a little bit in this one. You know, when this game wasn't going really well, you know, he forced one. But outside of that, you know, he really, you know, scrambled back and got two yards. It doesn't look pretty, you know, but, um, you know, the sack caused fumble. But outside of that, you know, there's obviously a big difference. He threw no interceptions versus six. So, um, you know, I think he learned from it and will be tested this week because I wouldn't think they'd change. Do you have an update on Mango yet? Uh, we do not. Hopefully he plays. on Springer, two questions. First one, what have you seen out of KJ uh, Jefferson on film? How does he kind of jump out to you? Yeah, he's made big plays uh, with play action or kind of trick, double move type plays, um, and obviously runs the ball really well. And I don't know what he weighs. He looks like he weighs 250. So, you know, that's, a, that's an issue tackling this guy and bringing him down. And that uh, got a lot of play during the game, after the game. Your CBS <coughs> interview, was that up just – off the cuff you had to say something or where did that popcorn line come from there that's a good question so um as you guys know i tell it like it is good and bad you know that was not premeditated um sometimes you get caught up in emotions and i just heard something when i was yelling in the locker room and someone saying that and i don't even know why it came out um and i actually said to levy i got the headset i said i just said something really stupid you better score a lot of points yeah. <laughs> so and I didn't realize it was the last question either. You know, they were calling for kickoff return. I think there was 30 seconds on the clock and the refs were calling for. Her, so I literally didn't know there was another question. And when I found out afterwards, you know, that that looked rude, which it did, um, you know, I contacted Jamie to make sure she knew that that was not on purpose. So, um, to apologize for that. That was not done on purpose at all. Looked like. <laughs>
2: I got on the headset and told Levy, I just said something really stupid. You better go score a bunch of points. <laughs> well, <laughs> it didn't work out that way. He's handled the popcorn
3: thing about as well as you can handle that. Yeah, if you're going to put yourself out there, then you kind of have to take the heat. And he did. So credit to that. He, I did, if you're going to take shots. you got to be willing to take shots. That's right. Uh, the analytics answer. I mean, he—he's so right. It just the hindsight thing is what I cannot stand. And some people, so not just fans, people decided that they were going to do the hindsight thing. If you think it's good, if you think it's aggressive, then you cannot criticize it when it does not work. You cannot. Judge people based on outcomes. This this is something that it, you know. My my dad used to always preach to me growing up. It's not about did you win or lose. It's did you do what you think was best? Did you try your hardest? All that stuff like that. That was always the lesson. He never cared about outcome. He cared about process and how you went about it. You, I don't know. The hindsight thing drives me nuts. It's aggressive. It's analytically driven. It puts pressure on defenses, and sometimes it doesn't work. But you can't praise it when it works and criticize it when it doesn't. And, and Morky, if
2: you're one of those people that still thinks when they do go for it on fourth down, analytics or not, that they actually should be punting, then okay, you got a leg to stand on. But if you're one of the ones that are like, oh, heck yeah, they were perfect on the season on, on fourth down coming into this game, but then you don't like how they used going for it on fourth down against Alabama, then that rings disingenuous. Sports Talk Mississippi. More coming up. We'll hear from Mike Leach postgame Saturday night when we come back.
11: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 60% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 81. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 63. Your Wednesday, a 20% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 82. Wednesday evening, mostly clear, low around 62. And for your Thursday, sunny conditions, high near 84. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at NoDripMS.com.
7: The new degree of comfort.
13: Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents of- and Don't you just love the smell of old books? Ah. Shh,
7: this is a
5: library. Sorry, ma'am. We're looking for a book titled Liberty Mutual Customizes Your Car Insurance So You Only Pay For What You Need. I don't think we carry that, but check nonfiction.
18: Ah. It really does devour literature. Please leave.
5: Only pay for what you need.
14: Liberty, 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 Liberty.
5: Since 1920, many great beginnings in Mississippi have begun with a diamond from Britain's jewelers. Since then, we've changed in many ways, except in our commitment to our customers. Hi, I'm John Albritton. At Britons, we realize how important a diamond is to you. That's why our trained gemologist inspects every stone we sell. Whether you're buying your first diamond or celebrating your 25th anniversary, you can be confident of our quality and value. Come see why, since 1920, the people of Mississippi have chosen All Britons as their diamond
11: store. Be sure to tune in every Saturday morning from 10 until noon for The Handyman Show. Brought to you locally in part by Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions. Protecting your home from structural damage, cracks, humidity, mold, and more. That's Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions of Mississippi the best made to order lunch in northeast jackson is at fourth and goal sports cafe home style plates full of catfish shrimp and rib tips just to name a few eat in or carry out DoorDash or grubhub call 769-208-8283 once again 769-208-8283
3: research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events but thanks to two men in a truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be we have everything you need a professional team who will customize your move a schedule to fit your convenience monday through saturday
14: I'm Stephen Gagliano. You're listening for Super Talk Mississippi News. Over 340,000 Mississippi children will benefit from two rounds of payments to be issued by two state agencies. $245 million in pandemic EBT benefits will be issued later this month for students who qualify for free or reduced lunches through two lump sum payments. First for the summer of 2021 and second for the 2020 and 21 school year. The second round of payments are meant to help families make up for the additional food costs incurred during the school closures of the previous academic year. Meanwhile, COVID cases appear to be on the decline in Mississippi and State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs said the number of COVID ICU patients is also going down. Overall, COVID-19 related hospitalizations reached a peak of over 1,600 in late August and that number is now down to 425 in the latest data from the Department of Health. For more visit supertalk.fm.
11: at Mississippi Veterans Affairs our mission is to honor our over 185,000 Mississippi veterans and their dependents with superior service care and assistance MSVA's hallmark remains our Mississippi Veterans Homes at Collins, Jackson, Kosciuszko and Oxford serving approximately 600 veterans with our award winning teams providing compassionate and specialized care MSVA is now accepting resident applications and hiring for all nursing positions at each of our four homes for more information on our veterans homes visit msva.ms.gov that's msva.ms.gov
1: Sports Talk Mississippi, now.
7: Now.
2: Let's hear from him. Post-game, Saturday night, College Station, following Mississippi State's 26-22 win over Texas A&M.
4: The appeared to pay off pretty, pretty handsomely for the get a turnover, then you come back in the second half and have a chance to kind of get some separation. What was your thought process behind that decision?
19: Well, I just figured that... Uh... Yeah, that's what they were going to do anyway so then there if we won it then we could assure you know we knew what we were going to have you know type of deal nothing really just yeah I mean because to be honest with you I don't think it matters a great deal um, but you know I, uh, I knew it would be a tough game I knew it would be a hot game and it always is here um, you know I get a kick out of it some places in the traditional uh, SEC think they're hot but Texas A&M real hot And um and uh yeah and so I just figured it'd be good to get the ball second half.
6: what more about focus and confidence last game. I mean, did did you feel like your team, an inexperienced team in this environment really stepped up this week?
19: yeah we took a step. I thought we got a ways to go, but we took a step. Was that
6: what Rodgers' best performance this season? Yeah, probably. what what
19: made it uh, I think the guys around him I thought they protected him pretty good i see they have him down for three sacks we only gave up two one of them should have never happened but um uh, but i thought we protected him pretty good I, and I thought uh you know receivers got better at making plays uh, what
17: do you think that Will just in his
7: own right
19: specifically on board I think just continue to elevate and adjust to the players around him and what they're going to do which is tough because it's a moving target and I think he did a better job of you know mastering some things as far as being aware of the backside, being aware of their leverage, being aware of their numbers and not forcing uh, plays into bad looks you know type of thing. How big was it for
7: you
15: guys to come in here on the road and get a win over a good ranked opponent?
19: Oh, that's good. I mean, it's always good. Heck, it's always good to win in Kyle Field, and I've I've done it more than most people have, so it's uh it's it's awesome to win in Kyle Field. Kyle Field's one of the greatest. Uh, I mean, I'd be willing to hear your list if you wanted to offer it, but of uh of better stadiums to play. But then the, if this is below the top five, I mean, uh, you're gonna have to get another line of work because I mean, it's not gonna get better than this, you know. I remember a lady, she lived in San Luis Obispo, California, She'd lived there her whole life. She said, I'm tired of getting, I, I can't wait to get out of this, this little town, you know, this little hick town, um, you know, because it's going to be so much, you know, thought she's going to go to the big city, thought she's going to go somewhere more scenic. They, hey, look, it doesn't get much better in San Luis Obispo, California. So it's, it's a little bit like Kyle Fields Stadium environment was. you know. This is, yeah, uh, I'd like to get better in Texas A&M. Good luck with that as far as uh, game day environments, you know.
4: Coach, McCann Polk is island only leading your team, but is among the best receivers in the Southeastern Conference. What has made him so successful in this offense?
19: He's a polished guy. He was a polished receiver and route runner when he got here. Um, We were very lucky to get him. We recruited him out of high school, Washington State. He told us no, uh, stayed close to home, and then uh, decided he wanted to catch more balls. And uh, knew that we'd thrown it a lot at Washington State, so then came with us here. But what he provides is a good example and a good... Sort of how to as far as running routes and finding space and things like that. And I do think that the example that Mackay sets has helped elevate the other receivers around there because that's one thing. He and Jameer, for example, had both run a lot of routes. I mean, and, you know, they're not the biggest, they're not the fastest, they're not the strongest, but, you know, somewhere around junior high they're having those passing leagues every day. And, you know, and I'd love to see, uh, uh you know, the whole southeast, get uh, those seven-on-seven leagues going, and then I think uh, there'd be a ton of receivers, because we have really talented guys, we have really fast guys, I think you'd have a lot more polished guys, and I think it would, you know, I, it may be the greatest receiver place uh, in the country if they did that, you know, uh, you know, like uh, a number of the Aggies players, you know, they played seven-on-seven all their life, you know, and uh, Yeah, they kind of look like it too, some of them, when they catch the ball.
6: Coach, you went over to the defense right before that final possession. What was your message to them? What did you say to them, and how big was that
19: play-by-pickering? So, went to the defense, and what happened then?
6: Uh, What was your message to them before that final possession on on defense and uh, and then the play-by-pickering? How how huge was that?
19: Just try to keep it simple. You know, I think you get in these exciting, (coughs) these uh, intense emotional games, and guys will try to make more out of it than there is and um I got something in my throat but um they'll try to make more out of it than there than it is and uh you know if you can settle everybody down and they just take it kind of one play at a time I mean I know that's easier said than done but just kind of unify the group attention and focus a little bit I think it helps you you know, just do routine basic things instead of a bunch of people running around frantically. Did your
6: team do
13: a better job of not overthinking today? You
19: know. Yes, yeah, so we did, definitely did a better job of not overthinking. We did our share of it. It was an improvement. We're not there yet. Uh, you know, I don't know if you ever get there, but <clears throat> we over, well, we overthought less this game than we have any that I can think of since I've been here, perhaps.
15: What did you like best about what your team did not I mean, to win
19: this game? We played together. Played together, hung in there, didn't, um, you know, uh, struggle with the emotional ups and downs, you know, bounced back, responded quickly.
1: Coach, uh, special teams issues kind of happened
4: again this week, and you won the ball game, but what are your concerns at this point in three straight weeks? Is it a matter of depth at this point, or how would you kind of describe the fact that you're having these issues
6: in special
19: I don't you know, I think we just got to work through it, um, you know. Uh, I'd have to see the film. I mean, a lot of that happened quite quickly. Um, you know, we, if we can kick the ball through the uprights in practice, we've got to be able to do it during a game because same uprights, same everything. Um, uh, I don't know. We, I just have to see it on film. I mean, there are some penalties, so I don't know. Uh, what that looked like you guys uh, see it before I do and you have a TV set sometimes uh, I don't know I thought we should have kicked it in the end zone one time we didn't I don't uh, gosh, I can't remember all of them to be honest with you uh, punted it pretty good once or twice that one guy punted it a mile yeah
6: Coming into this back-to-back losses, I mean, do you think there was a little extra motivation to, to get a win going
19: into the bye week? Well, maybe. I felt like we should have won those last two games, too. And, you know, and, and to be honest with you, play, even though I didn't think we played as well as we can, I thought we played well enough to win. We just didn't win, you
20: know.
2: So that was Mike Leach on Saturday night. He had some fun, may have lost a little steam at the end. I think he was tired of answering questions when it got to the end. I did like the uh, San Luis Obispo, and uh, if, if that didn't entirely make sense to you, here's the deal. So he was asked about playing at Kyle Field, and he decided to go on a little bit of a storytelling journey about how great Kyle Field is. And the point that he was making was this lady who lived in San Luis Obispo her entire life said, i got to get out of here. Well, if you know anything about that town, it is spectacular. It is a hidden jewel in the state of California. It's a coastal town. The weather is spectacular. It's got a great downtown area, the whole deal. I haven't been there, but I did a bunch of research on San Luis Obispo Borky because a couple of years ago I was supposed to be going to do a baseball game there. It was like Cal Poly against, I don't know, Pepperdine or Cal State Fullerton or somebody just this random assignment ended up not going I had to stay here and do TV instead for something else but I talked to some people and just they just gushed about how great it was so I think that was the point was if you think San Luis Obispo is bad and you want to go somewhere else you you need to get into another line of business along the lines of if you don't think Kyle field is great and you color uh, cover college football, you better find something else. Just in case that little reference didn't entirely make sense to you. Think Mike Leach is
3: pleased with the progress his team is making? Feels like it, for sure. But, uh, I mean, he's right, some missed opportunities. They have a chance in the back half because they're in that group of teams in the SEC and they're about to play a whole lot of them after Alabama where they all can kind of beat each other. At least it feels that way. The final six games on the schedule they can really capitalize if they play well. No question. Post-Alabama for Mississippi State,
2: it's at Vandy, Kentucky, at Arkansas, at Auburn, Tennessee State, Ole Miss. You know, the only, you got two just mark it down in stone games. That's Vandy and Tennessee State. The other four? Eh. Maybe yes, maybe no. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll wrap it up with you next.
4: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you in Ridgeland and Brandon, call them at 601-605-4443. Still clear in the accident in Rankin County, 468 northbound at Medical Parkway. Also still seeing delays, 20 westbound at the stack out past Gallatin over to 55 southbound. And at Brandon, look for heavy congestion eastbound, Government Street at College Street. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best from us to you. Call them at 601-353-5217.
13: Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile
0: that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at capitaldentalinc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive.
5: Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? Quit wasting your time and get to Richland, Mitsubishi. We are your pre-owned headquarters. Yep, you heard that right. We've got an amazing selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and more all waiting for you. With such a huge selection of pre-owned vehicles, we're sure to have something for every buyer and every budget. Looking for a truck or Jeep? We have them. In two-wheel drive, four-by-four, diesel, every brand, every size, lifted and customized, we've got them. And don't forget about our amazing selection of Jeeps. We have Wranglers, Unlimited, Hard Tops, Soft Tops, Lifted, and Kitted Jeeps for you to choose from. Plus, get a free 40-inch TV on us. Worried about past credit issues? Don't be. Our credit specialists work hard to get you approved, no matter your past credit history. 100% 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Want to trade? Bring in your current vehicle, and we'll give you the best possible price for it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. What are you waiting for? Get to your free owned HQ, Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road, call 896-9600 today, or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. See dealer for details for approved credit.
11: America's largest block party, Cruising the Coast, celebrates its 25th anniversary with nonstop fun and entertainment from October the 3rd through October the 10th on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, from Moss Point to Bay St. Louis. Middays with Gerard Gibbert will be live on Wednesday, October the 6th from 10 till 1 p.m. at the Biloxi Town Green, a week of car cruising, entertainment, food, and fun. This event was recently rated the number one car show in the country by USA Today. For more info, visit CruisingTheCoast.com. That's CruisingTheCoast.com. It's America's largest block party with you and Middays with Gerard Gibbert. We'll see you there.
16: Meet the authority from C Spire. Our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes, taking on their toughest IT challenges while finding new opportunities. Connectivity, data security, cloud services, you name the tech, we have a specialist for it. C Spire Business. Win with authority. Your partners in IT. Every size business deserves top tier IT solutions. Visit cspire.com slash business.
1: Go Beyond the Headlines on Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1 here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's time to get real. Real Sports Talk for Mississippi. It's time for you to get real with it. Sports Talk Mississippi continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi.
2: C Spire text line, would Mike Leach get excited if his hair was on fire?
7: It's
2: a reasonable question. A reasonable question. One last time with you on this Tuesday afternoon. Thanks for being with us. One thing we did not get to that I promise we will circle back to tomorrow afternoon. You got the story earlier today that the NCAA Division One Council has approved one-year signing limits. Uh, uh, hold on, let me read this headline exactly as it is written. NCAA D1 Council approves one-year signing limits waiver to account for transfers. You're going to be able to sign more than the 25 kids this year if you got guys that are transferring out after the season. There is some fine print in this, and we'll get into what it means tomorrow and whether or not it's actually a, uh, a good thing or if this is just an incredibly narrow ruling. White's, uh, no, Red Sox-Yankees coming your way tonight. 7 o'clock first pitch, ESPN, Garrett Cole on the mound for the Yankees, Nathan Ivaldi on the mound tonight for the Red Sox. This one should be fun. Hopefully it will be. Should be fun. Both teams went ninety-two and seventy in the regular season, tied for second in the AL East, and are playing each other in a wild card at Fenway because the Red Sox won the season series and therefore had the tiebreaker over the Yankees to host in this ball
3: game. Orky, did you see somebody won the Powerball last night? Yeah, almost a well, not almost a billion dollars, but on the other side of five hundred million. Yeah, it was um, 685 million, I think was the number. Well, in California, they'll get to take home about 80 million of that after taxes. So,
2: yeah. Yeah. So, single ticket winner in the state of California, even only taking half of that, not bad. Although, so it's 600, I mean, you want to talk about small print. So, it's 685 million. And then the cash option was like 490 million. So you back it down. If you don't do the annuity, you just get it all in one lump sum. And then if you were in Mississippi, for example, 42% of that would come off the top for taxes, which is really better than most places because you would go, what the, the top tax bracket and then state income tax on top of it. So had you won that in Mississippi, you still would have cashed a check for about $300 million. It's good for somebody.
3: Yeah, good for somebody. There was a uh, a Powerball winner in South Carolina a little while ago, probably less than a year, though, uh, that bought their lottery ticket at the place that used to take our fake IDs in high school. I remember you telling me about that. Yep, could have been
2: me. Although, you might have gotten in trouble if you'd bought a lottery ticket on a
3: fake ID. Probably so. They didn't get the lottery there until right around I was turning 18 anyway, so it didn't feel, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Did we ever get
2: a clear answer on the Facebook thing? No, not yet. We'll probably never know for sure. Shady. Shadiness. Shadiness. Leave you with this today. Bryson DeChambeau hinted at it during the Ryder Cup. Now it is going to happen. The match. The day after Thanksgiving. The match. Although not an eighteen hole match, a twelve hole match in Vegas between Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka. Turner Sports will televise it. Four o'clock Eastern time, fifth edition of the match. You Remember, this was the first one where you had Tiger and Phil back in 2018, and you've had some different versions of it since then. That is a big, big, big college football day, college football weekend. You locking in on Bryson and Brooks in the match, playing 12 holes in Vegas on the Friday after Thanksgiving?
3: No, 0% chance I watch a shot of that. Like I, I appreciate that they, you know, mended fences and played well in the Ryder Cup and all that, but I mean, come on, it's going to be forced. it's going to be uncomfortable, it's not going to be entertaining. And there's football on that day of the college variety. I'm, I'm good. You won't even flip over and check it out. No. Okay. I, I'm just the, those two guys. I, I'm glad they they fixed it, and they're great to watch. Bryson's a spectacle. Those two playing an exhibition against each other, I mean, zero personality in the pair at all. Have you ever heard a Brooks Kepka interview, even on like a loose setting like Pardon My Take? He's awful. And we all know about Bryson. The banter's going to stink, the golf will be good, but whatever. Exhibition.
2: We hope the golf will be good. Although, if you're Michael Borky, it doesn't matter if it is or not, because he's not watching. Football, baby. He says that's a football day. I tend to agree with you. Sports Talk Mississippi, thanks for being with us on this Tuesday afternoon. For Michael Borky, I'm Richard Cross. We will talk to you tomorrow right back here in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Have a great Tuesday night.